Here's a tip for those of you that like to play Mario cars. When you and a friend can't agree on a track, try unplugging his controller, then select any track you'd like. That's this week's Life Advice with Randy Fastball. You know if you uh, go to vacation over the weekend and you forgot to take your garbage out? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what the garbage starts to smell like. Yeah. It, it tastes Don't. like the way garbage Don't sniff it. Just do it. Don't sniff it. Just do it. Don't sniff it. Just do it. That is hands on the worst thing I've ever tasted. Don't sniff it. Just do it. Don't sniff it. Just do it. Don't sniff it. Just do it. Uh, let's get it. It's nice to hear our opening song this time, guys. What's going on? Happy New Year, Ralph. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. Happy New Year, Micah. Happy New Year. How's ever? How was your New Year, Taylor? Oh, you know, it was great. What'd was you do? Sleep by eleven thirty. <laughs> what about you? Went out with um, the, the wife, wife's friends. How was it? It was fun. Were you the DD? <laughs> no no comment I to, will, to be fair i don't think um the wife really um partook that much so okay i was just the i was a dd by default not by design i'll tell you the the drunkest i've ever spent in new year's was a few years ago at um greg's when we all got shit-faced and uh taylor and i tried the dirty dancing thing out oh, and yeah. i landed flat like literally so taylor and i decided to reenact dirt we must have we were drunk by like shit-faced by nine Stupid like disgusting that was a messy party and yeah. at like 11.30, I would say to Taylor, like, yo, let's do the dirty dancing oh, fuck, thing. Pigma's here. Uh, by the way, guys, we're watching Star Fox 64 playthrough, so um, yeah, nostalgia Star heavy. Star Wolf just showed up. So um, t I tell Taylor, let's do the dirty dancing thing, and I run towards him, and he holds me up for a solid two and a half seconds, and he's trying to get two that... Two and a half seconds? Maybe a little less. Maybe a I was two there for a while. It, it was a solid, but he, he couldn't get the full lift. I, I, it was like, I was right up to his face level. I remember that. It was and, almost instantaneous. And then it, it, there was like a, there was a solid Dude, pause up top. The, the whole issue I had was I was trying to get full extension and I couldn't get it. Yeah. Then my legs go out from underneath me and Dan goes straight down and knees me right in the. <laughs> I deck. was gonna be honest. I thought when you fell that you tore your knee. Up. Yeah. Well, because when you watch the video, he came down like tower two, and I literally okay, my right. knee landed right on his sack. Like Hard. the first thing everyone thought, they were like, "Dan, your knee," and I'm come up laughing because thankfully your balls broke my knees fall. <laughs> literally, I, there was no pain, and he's screaming in pain, and I'm just laughing. To be fair. There is video evidence on uh, the wife's Instagram. Yeah. That. Oh, that's right. Oh, we have there. the there's oh, the yeah. video of it. Maybe I'll have to upload that to our um, our Facebook ridiculous. page. So let's get our reads out of the way. Uh, first off, a shout out to the guys at Lobo Sound. If you haven't got it already, please. I know Christmas is over, but go get the Bobo Christmas EP. Um, Lobo Sound does great things with music, jingles, ads. Um, if you're an up, up and coming jingles. podcast, jingles. Yeah, they do jingles. Radio advertising. Uh, go to LoboSound.com. Yeah, uh, jingle bells. Uh, they do great versions of that with Bobo. Hey, wait. Uh, did you not open the pork rinds from last week? I did not open the Let's pork rinds. Let's crack those suckers. Go, grab no, the pork did, rinds. Did you get two bags? Because I had yeah. one. Yeah, I got two bags. I didn't eat mine. Um, so go to lobosound.com slash bobo or lobosound.com. Uh, reach out. Um, if you're an up-and-coming podcast, if you're doing anything, please contact Lobo Sound. Uh, new ad read from Shots for Likes. Um, and they sent me this, and I'm going to read it uh, word for word. Uh, should I read the emails that this all went to as well? Give out everyone's <laughs> emails over the... Uh, no. In clear need of an ad... 
read update guys feel free to send us yours if you got them because we're still reading them if you like to relax crack yourself a beer use some medical marijuana or violently abuse hard liquor you are missing out on your new favorite podcast from drunken stories video games sports fudge and finn are gonna blow your freaking mind hole with the hashtag shots for likes podcast chances are you may have fast forwarded through our recent ads on other podcasts or streams you enjoy but we aren't going anywhere may as well head to itunes youtube google play music tune in spotify iHeartRadio, or stitcher to immediately subscribe and join in on the drunken fun we promise you that if you're listening to us while drinking it is not considered drinking alone visit shotsforlikespodcast.com to choose your favorite listening platform and follow them on all forms of social media drink with us and don't be cunts so shout out to shots for likes uh, as well i think taylor and i are going to be heading up to their studio in the next few weeks to do an episode as well um and maybe i'll dd for taylor so he can really get the full experience there yeah that'd be nice i'd like to drink with those guys. yeah you'll have a good time uh okay so again uh new year's everyone everyone's was good i was well, we a- actually we haven't recorded since christmas yeah so. we haven't so how was everyone's christmas uh, Christmas was all right, you know. I I was sick for that too. So okay, you 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 were that a cold for a solid like week and a half. Dude, it, my my cold morphed into a full blown flu. Yeah, there's some wicked wicked cold because um we were invited to uh Anthony Cumia's uh uh New Year's party and he canceled it because he's sick too. So there's something did, wicked going around. Did Bobo um try to get an invite from you like he did with me like i guess i'll stay here doing nothing uh no well i i told him straight up like i probably wasn't going to come anyway because i'm sick i uh, honestly i forgot no you i didn't forget but like good i didn't shit going on anyway i didn't yeah. expect to go yeah like, it was it, a nice it's, new, it's new year's but. absolutely i mean we'll go to the next one um i spent the last four or five days in my house like i'm pretty sure today i'm gonna set my entire house on fire because of whatever the fuck is inside i there. was in the same well i wasn't feeling good i was like taylor i wasn't feeling good um around christmas and then like well, i felt a little better and then i would you just have a cold like a, a little bit Oh, cold. so so yeah. me. Um, it was Thursday night. Uh, came home. We watched uh the bird the bird box the bird box, which I I, I enjoyed the bird box. Um, and then uh, landlord goes to sleep, and uh, I ate like a shit ton of chocolate. I was like, yeah, I got all this fucking candy. And around like ten thirty, I got that like that sour feeling in my stomach. You know, like what kind of? I didn't know if it was indigestion or gas or if I just had to take a shit. It was a mix and, of both. And then I'm like, I need to go like lay down and just try and cool off because the last thing I'm trying to think is I'm gonna throw up. So then 11.30, midnight rolls around, and I realize there's a problem. And I go in the bathroom, and I fucking puked as much as I've ever puked. And let me tell you, there's no- nothing worse to throw up than, like, a pound of chocolate. I've thrown up a lot of foods before. I've thrown up on Ralph's car before. Um, there's nothing worse than throwing up chocolate. And I threw up every hour on the hour f- until, like, 4 in the morning, and that's when it got really bad. <laughs> So when I throw up, I am the single. You've seen me throw up. I scream when I throw up. It's like a death metal band. You do. do it's great. it's like yelling. And of course, I woke up the landlord. Fuck. And and she comes. She get, comes. Get a, she comes in the going. bathroom. And she's like, "Are you okay?" And as I'm throwing up, I can tell it's not just going to be throw up in a minute. I can tell that the other end is about to start spewing. And I said to her, "I'm like, I got a shit." And she's, she, do we need this level? Yes, of detail? Yeah, you do need the level of detail because I want people to feel what I had to go through. Oh, don't worry. He proceeded to tell me all so, this already. So, so she's like, "I'm going to go get you something to throw up into, so you could sit on the toilet and throw up." It's okay. And as she's going to get it, the way she told she told me, yeah. she, "I'm going to get something for you to throw up in," and I just hear you start screaming, "I'm shitting!" <laughs> and I just start shitting my pants. I feel it dripping down my legs, warm liquid shit on my balls. <laughs> I, I and it just it just keeps coming out. It was it, it was just pure water. So I'm like, "Oh no." 
I stand up after I'm done puking, and I see it dripping down onto the floor. I just walk in the shower. These are lessons we learn when we're children. I, dude, I puked all before that, and I didn't have any problems yeah, shitting. Dude, and it's, it's suddenly, one, it's, it's one of so those I've things. Had that, I've had those yeah. type of stomach bugs. I have and too. I've never shit my pants. Well, I, with I've I've had those before, but I can usually I tell because usually uh, every time I've had that happen, I shit the first time I puked. But I puked four times, no problem. Yeah. Oh, so, the order messed you. Up. Yeah, the order messed me oh, up. I wasn't I expecting it on the fourth time. So then I get in the shower in my clothes that are covered in shit, and I just turn on the water and stand there shamefully. I um I had one of those about a year ago, and I had the uh, the bucket toilet combo yeah. going and um. It's always, see, it worked well when I was at my parents because the toilet, it was right across from the tub. So you can literally just shit and puke into the tub. If you want to do like Andre the Giant, you shit into the tub and then you puke into the toilet. And the the first time this ever happened to me, my dad walks in as I'm throwing up and I'm proceeding to shit my pants. Are you okay? (laughs) Shit my pants. (laughs) Idiot. And walks away. I, um, I, last time I had this flu, I called, I had this thing at my job where, you don't even need to see a doctor. You just like FaceTime them, and they can prescribe you anything that's not controlled. Oh, I so, would just send them to my genitals um, all the time. What do you do for this? You have to pay, grow. You have to pay ten <laughs> bucks each time you do wow, it. Wow, so. that's interesting. But um, it's like texting a psychiatrist. So uh, gonna kill myself. <laughs> don't. The yeah. guy I think gave me the wrong medicine because he gave me stomach <laughs> medicine for chemo patients. <laughs> <laughs> so I took it and I felt great. He had high hopes, but for like thirty minutes, like. And he's like, I was reading the instructions that it was like, take it every half hour until nausea decreases from treatment. And right. I Googled it. And it's like, yeah, this is like, <laughs> is, is there anything worse than a stomach? Like I've had, I, I would, there's two things I'd never want to have. I hate having strep throat. Strep throat sucks. And a stomach virus. I wouldn't. This is the worst stomach virus I ever had. I think a high fever is the worst. When well, you're in that weird delirium, but I, it's like... I had a fever with this, too, and I fucking fainted. The landlord came home, and she thought I was dead. I was on the floor, cracked my head. Uh, I, I was out for like an hour and a half. Well, that, that's, that's what was happening to me, because I went from a cold, and next thing you know, I developed migraines. Migraines uh, got me a fever, and then I got cold sweats. Dude, I hadn't been that sick in so you fucking You need to talk, talk louder into it was the mic. So look how, look how silent you are. Are you serious? Yeah. What the fuck? Talk like now? you're eating. I'm not, I'm talking like I'm trying to fucking. <laughs> I know talk. you're good now. But I was having issues, dude. Like I yeah. would I would stand up and I would literally like get you dizzy. get lightheaded. You got nothing. Like, you got nothing like in I your had system, vertigo, dude. Yeah. It was weird. I I finally got my appetite back yesterday. I ate like nine slices of pizza, and now you got to start this new year, new me bullshit, and like eat eat better for a uh, month and then stop again. All right. So listen, <laughs> I I I want to elaborate on the new mean uh, new year, new me. This everyone needs to fucking stop with that oh. bullshit. No, and no, and here's the truth. It's because no, because at this point in our lives or at any point in time, people need to just this just is already it. this is already who you are. Be a better version of that instead of trying to be, be a the new best. version of you. Because you know why? That new version of you is going to suck just like this version. So just try to better the one you already got. Here, There's no point in that. I hate that cliche here's nonsense. inspirational, Taylor. I fucking hate You're it. being an inspiration right now. It's fucking You should stupid. have a date. You're like Sally Jesse Raphael. Who? who? <laughs> What the is that? fuck is he talking about? No, I, I get what you're saying. The phoniness. You know what it is? He, he's no, try- the, no, the phoniness. You have, a, you have a point, but it's buried under just Taylor. <laughs> How much Taylor? A lot. 
Oh, yeah, Ralph. <laughs> no, I hated seeing yesterday everyone posting their top nine of 2018. I, the annoying, yeah. I liked yours with the banana, <laughs> and, the, the, banana. The, the, and the pad on your face. Um, no, they're fucking. Those things were so annoying. Like they're they're top. Everyone's like 2018 was. It was either 2018 was great and 2019 bigger things. 2018 was a tough year. Here's to an even better one. I had to post something to, from the wife like because. The there's uh when you get married apparently you have to do it and I was like I thought once you're married you don't if I I was like if I don't do this I'm going to hear for it so I just like did it to get out of the way and then like I saw people liking it. I was like no don't like you re- it don't you would really get this. shit about not doing nah, it you don't get real shit but oh like passive aggressive shit not even that it's just or just like annoying shit yeah, more so just trying to bug you about it yeah, occasionally you want to be a real person all right. No, I mean like there's nothing wrong with that. No, but I, I, by I, the same time, like I think you don't it, gotta. I think for me it depends on who the person is because there's certain people I know for 300 days out of the year they were posting whiny bullshit on their right. on their social medias and now they're acting like their whole year was good. So that just tells me the entire year they were seeking attention. I think you got. Yeah, you know what it is. I'm cynical and I'm a douche so often no, that like occasionally really? I need to have like a moment where like. I'm a normal person. You have to actually, like, unclog from being a scumbag. Like, sometimes I'm like, you know, I actually do like You need a living. scumbag cleanse. Like, I Breaking like... Breaking news, Ralph's a cynic. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> All right, let's go to our picks from last week. Um, you gave me Bradshaw. I, uh, Bradshaw? Yeah, I gave you Bradshaw. Terry? Terry Bradshaw. Terry Bradshaw. It was actually a mod Bradshaw. A mod, yeah. yeah. A mod Bradshaw. The inferior sequel. <laughs> my, um... Accidentally scored. My yeah. wife, when I met her family for the first time, they're her, um... Her brother or brother-in-law and sister, their dog's name is Bradshaw. And she's like, yeah, he's named after some football player. And I'm like, Terry? And she's like, yeah, yeah, they're big fans. I'm like, Steeler? She's like, yeah, they're huge Steeler fans. It was named after a Mod Bradshaw, and it wasn't for two months that I realized it. <sighs> I like the Mod Bradshaw. So I'm like, ta- I'm bringing up Steeler topics, trying to relate to, like, well, dead eyes. Why don't we, since I have two albums, why don't we do my albums first? Um, sure. Okay, so the first, um, I'm going to start off by saying um, this was the easiest week of listening I've had on the show. Because I loved both albums. Um, I like genuinely love both of them. Now, I got to start with the Van Morrison one because specifically, I have heard every song on this yeah. album. Um, I, I, I forgot how big of fans of Van Morrison my parents were. So I've heard a ton of Van Morrison growing up. But this album is so good. We From, do actually hear all the songs oh, in order. It, it, it's such an easy, quick it, well, listen. I, it flows so beautifully. Well, I also think the issue is everyone Van Morrison, everyone just immediately thinks Brown Eyed Girl. Of course, if, that's if you, the one. That's which, the by the way, so that, good. If you listen to that album, like there's sh- like that was a bullshit album. Yeah, that was that was, on, like, that was a right. radio album. That was like here. Here's it wasn't a, even that. No, well, I don't think I recognize. Just, a single it was song. a lazy album. It was just like back in like the late sixties. They still were doing that. Um, let's slap together an album to yeah, push the single. Yeah, that's stuff. True. Like it's just a collection of like b-sides and outtakes Dude, and stuff. i didn't give a single song on this album less than a three um as a collective this album is as close to a five as it's going to get from the opening track and it stoned me that's a five like instantly it just opens up the Does album it, the first five tracks is there oh. a better first five no, songs I, I, I any album? no dude and um the thing it, it sounds like the the album sound it almost like it kind of plays like a movie because they all sound connected to each other in some way it's a song cycle yeah it's it, the uh, one thing with van morrison that always stands out is obviously his voice i mean you have that much soul it is unbelievable but the bass lines in it are amazing and it's not like the music is overly complicated but it's soulful and it's powerful and just the whole album was amazing i i can't say enough about how much i like this album um 
um, the way it bookends, it's weird because I think it was like every uh, like fourth or fifth song I gave a five from, and it stoned me. Into the Mystic is a five every time. That to me every, is it's an amazing. That's one of the ama- great songs. Amazing, amazing song. And then the last song, Glad Tidings, uh, five. It's an amazing song. Um, it, the, the only ones I gave threes, and it wasn't anything specifically. It's just they didn't. Maybe it's because they didn't stand out as much. They might be four or fives on any other album, but be- compared to the other ones, the only ones I gave threes to were uh, These Dreams of You and Everyone, and I love both of those songs. Yeah, those like, are you, probably the weaker ones. Well, but, was, but but compared to the overall album, he's one hundred percent right. Yeah. With with bangers like that, you can't. It's it's hard to compare. And the one thing I with Glad- bangers, I've never heard Van Morrison's album considered a banger. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what it is. It's, but I get it's what absolutely you're a banger. No, you, no, you used a, cur- a term for current music. Yeah, no, old. you're one hundred percent right. It, it, it's just I never thought no, of Van Morrison as a banger. No, you just call it great because that's whatever. It's groovy. Yeah, well, no, I more or less <laughs> use banger as like it's a good song. No, like, I know exactly. You know what, what I mean? mean? Yeah, banger. I, for I once, I'm actually not bashing you. I actually thought it was just a funny. Uh, no, I, yeah. The one thing with Glad Tidings, and I, I never knew the name of the song, but there's um, you're coming up on it soon. There's a very famous season finale episode of The Sopranos that uses this song, and um, all I could hear when I was hearing it, all I could see in my head was visualizing this specific scene with it, yeah. and uh, you're coming up on it pretty soon, actually. Yeah, I'm, ac- I'm actually almost finishing up season five now. Oh, that, then you're you're pretty close. Um, okay, so cool. Yeah, that one I got to give at least a four and a half, if not a five to. Um, Van Morrison Moon Dance is uh, one of the best albums I've heard. And I'm, I mean, like I said, I've heard every song on it, but to hear it cohesively like that was really, really I nice. I have a question. Yeah. Have you ever listened to Astral Waves? No. So Astral Waves is his other album. Okay. Like, during that time, there's two albums, either Astral Waves or Moon Dance. Moon Dance is the one that's very commercial, you know, all the songs. Are Where Astral Waves is this, like, high concept, very... um ambient the songs don't have chorus it's a little more experimental very experimental not, not as much because i'd say that the moon dance is a soul album more yeah than anything this else. is this like is a soul r&b this album. is almost like um celtic music okay at times. and i've tried to get into it because i could tell it's a great album it just doesn't do it for it you it doesn't do it for me but like there's so much there and i've listened to it every once in a while and i'm like one of these days i'm gonna get it like there's certain albums that you have to listen to a lot to get it so like I'm curious if you ever heard that one because that's a, I'll have to give it a listen. That's a, I think um I'll ears are, are okay. Yeah, ears, I think ears loves that one. Okay, I'll have to check that one out. Um, I'll give it a listen this week, even though it's not the one I'm getting, but uh, uh I'll definitely check that out. So let's go to the album Taylor gave me. Um, Frank Turner, England, keep my bones. And I want to start out by saying that I really knew nothing about Frank Turner. I've heard his name. I don't. I couldn't tell you if I had heard a song before that. Maybe you played one when we were hanging out one time. More but like, likely, I can't yeah. say I was necessarily familiar with one. So I, I don't know if you got to listen to it, uh, Ralph. I forgot. I, the album. I went into this uh, this uh, album completely um, uh, naked. I didn't know anything about it, um, and I loved it. Uh, the sound on it, it, it's it's a really um, especially for today's music. It's it's unique. Uh, I can't really describe it because it has almost like a uh, Dropkick Murphys kind of sound to it sometimes. Like it's like a, a folky kind of sound. Yeah. It's the, like punk folk in a lot yeah, of ways. Punk the, folk rock. The, the best way I, I could I, describe I, it, it has a very vintage feel to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. There is I mean, a name for it. I don't think it's... It, um, it's... It, it's right. um, he, his voice is unbelievable he's, so uh, he's got a great voice the music was really good it was simple but not to the point where it was like meg white playing drums yeah. um uh, so the folk o- punk actually yeah it's like folk punk but it's weird because some of the songs i would say the structure of them wasn't punk and it was more of a basic rock structure mm. but it the way the his sound was it, he sounds like an old punk guy but you op- the opening track eulogy where it's just kind of more spoken word into music yeah. uh is awesome then right into peggy saying the blues i 
fucking love. It's amazing. It kicks song. it right off. I still believe. I gave a five. Unbelievable song right into it. Rivers four. I am disappointed for English curse four. Your first three was one foot before the other, and that was good. If I ever stay, a five. Awesome. If song. ever I stray is my favorite song off that album. Uh, it's I, amazing. Nothing got lower than a three on this album. Um, I'm gonna dive more into Frank Turner because I I couldn't believe how good this was. Um, it was a really really cool listen, especially for something that I knew nothing about. It was cool because Van Morrison, having known a lot about the Frank Turner, where I literally didn't know what even type of music I was getting into when I first. First hear him start singing I'm like oh shit yeah like part of it some of it sounded like the cure a little bit with his voice because he's got that brogue when he sings yeah um it, it was really just an awesome awesome album I, I know Frank Turner I've never listened like, I, I know songs and stuff I've just right. never Dude, listened to this them. was well, this was a I'll great album well that, that's what I'm telling like this album in particular is the most complete outside of the one he just released this year be more kind which you've I've heard you hype that one it's up as well it's fucking awesome but that I, one appears on a lot of best album lists dude it's everywhere not and like just Frank Turner is so so good I thought at he what was he like a does. fucking R&B guy I knew nothing no. about him dude and the best is when you go see him live like he just he cares I would go about, see him live in a heartbeat he cares about the art of music so when you, he sings his voice cracks it's very real no you can you tell know? and, and that's, that's one of the things that. I liked about it is his his voice the lyrics the sound it's very raw it's real um i can't stress enough just how good this album was as well and, it's, and specifically my favorite lyric in the whole thing is on i still believe he goes i still believe in all this in all this uh, all the greats jerry lee and johnny and all yeah, the greats. Yeah. jerry lee lewis johnny cash yeah all the people that, it, it's, it's a it's an homage to old rock it yeah. was it's really really cool and, and, that's, and that's something you don't get a no, lot today he, and that's he, why i love it yeah it, the whole album was just uh phenomenal i i don't see how anyone could listen to that album and not at least appreciate it maybe it's not your style but there's there's something on this album for everyone. It was uh, it was truly fantastic. So I got to give that one at least a four and a half, not a five as well. It really makes um, me happy that you liked it because uh, this dude, is an all time favorite. I for me. I, I lo- like isn't even the right word. I loved it. I cool. genuinely I I listened to both of them at least twenty times while I was sick. And I I, I they're good records to listen to while yeah. you're sick because they're not overwhelming. No no that, that's exactly the point. Like I'm not putting on fucking Pantera when I'm sick because the last thing I need is the like, last thing though is to hear Rise. Yeah exactly there's yeah, exactly. Worse, there's nothing worse than when like. You have a headache, and you just hear that bass line that's like in sync with your heartbeat. Yeah, and it's uh, just dude. Uh, yeah, no, you're exactly right. So, uh, good choice this week, boys. Uh, choices. So that was uh, awesome. I'm so, actually, I'm doing. I think I. I don't know if I mentioned it. My uh, goal for 2019 was. Yeah, you said uh, I want to listen to new album, new albums, two, two albums a week. Two albums. One just I never got to, and one in 2019. And I've already listened to my first one. It was a Greg recommendation. Um, I like it. If I gave it to you guys, you would. Hate what it, was it? What is it? It's a band called Low, and the album's called. Double negative. Um, very that? slow moving. He's. I think he's, he skipped. It's like a record. He, did you see that? <laughs> oh, like, yeah. He, like, yeah. He, <laughs> it was like he was trying to. Well, someone someone it. knocked the record. If you player. want my impression of the album, that's what it sounds like because there's a lot of glitch in there. Oh, um, uh, what kind of music is it? It's very slow, like ambient music. Very uh, dream poppy, shoegaze. Um, it's a album that you have to be patient for. I don't They're, have patience. No, like, you, no, that's why I'm saying yeah, you guys you, you, like, know, you would hate if, it. If you had to compare it to like something similar, like is that possible? Nothing that I could think that you no. would probably recognize. Yeah. Um, do you know Burial by any chance or Fortet? I, bur- burial? I don't know. Leonard, I, Leonard Fournette. Yeah. <laughs> 
Fortet. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Leonard Fournette. For, well, he's he's in. He, he's, he's a goner. He's good. Um, Should be goner. Yeah. No. So, so um, what's going to be your? Um, it, so that was an album you haven't heard, or an album that, from this year? That's uh no, that's an album I haven't heard. It's okay. actually from late last so year, but I can't count. You're gonna that. have to pick out an album. Do you already have it lined up? What you're gonna there's do? There's nothing. There's nothing that's been released yet. There's got to be something. I'm sure there's some crap out there. I'll find something. <laughs> All right. Uh, basically, I usually go to Tiny Mixtapes or Pitchfork and see their you know new this week reviews. You can always just go through Spotify too and see what Dude, the new I'm releases are you, this if week. If you go to Spotify, just click new release. And scroll. I set up a Pandora station for myself. Yeah. I have a few different ways. I'll attack it. Pandora still a thing. Yeah, people Pandora still use actually, Pandora. I like Pandora a lot. I discover more music of Pandora than anything I, else. I don't Pandora, know what it is. Too, Pandora yeah. shuffles better through like other artists than like when you create a radio station on Spotify. Or I will. Apple. I will definitely like, agree with you there. Well, Pandora has their formula is not so much like oh, if you like this band, you'd like this band. Mm-hmm. They actually had that like music genome project where yeah, like. Right. Songs would be similar, and on the surface, you'd be like, how are these two related? And then you go, you're listening to it, and you're like, actually, I like this. And it's some, like, they'll say, well, this one has, you know, frequently changing drum beats, so I'm going to find you songs that frequently change, you know, the time signature. Yeah. Like, things you're not even consciously aware that you're liking about the song. No, that's, I mean, that makes sense. The more you use Pandora, the smarter it gets. Well, the other thing, too, again, with Spotify, Spotify can sometimes be so linear, it stinks, because, like, I'll listen to State Champs on a radio station, and I'll be like, you like State Champs? Here's... More state champs, like it literally yeah, it runs just, out of stuff. It, yeah, absolutely, and it, it starts playing the same yeah. songs. Like we'll put on Taking Back Sunday Radio, and I'll hear "What's It Feel Like to Be a Ghost" like seven times seven, in a half hour. Yep. I'm like, okay, guys, that was literally my entire half hour. Speaking <laughs> of the last time me and him went to go see Taking Back Sunday, they played that song, and I just turned to him and I go, "See ya." And he, and I, I didn't see him for, I didn't see him for a while after that. All right, let's get into the movie. I gave you, you gave Bra- me Bradshaw. Bronson, 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 starring Tom Hardy. And again, I had a feeling you weren't going to like this. And I actually, on the contrary, I liked it a lot. Dude, I so a couple things. There's fucking a, weird, right? <laughs> there's a lot I like about the movie. There's nothing I dislike, but there's some things that I didn't love. Okay, so okay. let me first start with the stuff I love. I absolutely love the way they went about it with like the one man play. Yeah, yeah. And there's like these um, scenes of like graphic violence, like like sandwiched between like yep. him doing like miming or like you know it's like slam poetry in a movie yeah <laughs> um hardy's performance was phenomenal he's he's ridiculous the, the the scene that i always think of is when he's like drugged up in the mental institution and he's starting to like just drool like yeah you, you see he wants to scream and he can barely move amazing um so i and i i like that they chose instead of one storyline a bunch of like little you know six small like films. chapters in his yeah. uh his career and you know you're never sure like what year it is. You know? yeah. So I, I like that. I loved the soundtrack. Oh, I the know that the soundtrack didn't fit the time. Oh, period. it was amazing I though. I actually, that um that one song where it's, the lyrics are, it's red, red, yep. red, red. Um, I actually know that band. I forget what they're called. I've heard it before. And when I heard that, I was like, oh, I know this song. <laughs> you got all excited. I got so excited. Um, I thought that the soundtrack was a weird choice, and it very easily could have not worked. Yeah, absolutely. But the fact that it did was a good... It, it put the movie over a little more. It did. For sure. Um, things I didn't like, it had Dark Knight Syndrome, where the only thing that was memorable was his performance. I agree with None that. None of the other characters, with the exception of maybe the flamboyant nightclub owner who... No, you're, you're 100% There's right. There's nothing else in the movie. It's Tom Hardy and no one else. So that's a little difficult for me. I know with biotics, it's a, dr- it's it's a, a little... It's a drawback a little bit, sure. It's tough to do that, but it's... 
you you have one guy who's a ten, and then the next close is like a four. Yeah, it doesn't like hold the movie back per se, it, but it doesn't necessarily put it to the point where you can say, oh well, he was great, he was great, this part was great. It's Tom Hardy was great here. Tom Hardy was or great if here. You're, and you're, since you're doing such an experimental film, you could even do somewhere like you use the same actor as different people or something. Like, yeah, they could have got it, a little further, which would have made it a great movie. I thought it was a very good movie. I actually was surprised how much I enjoyed it. Well, I, the reason I thought you may not like it because you said you you like Clockwork Orange, you don't love it, and it is very very similar. It's almost like a spiritual sequel to a Clockwork Orange I get in the way it. it's filmed and the the way the story is told from his point of view, just like Alex in a Clockwork Orange. It's ve- the only movie I could compare a Clockwork Orange to is Bronson and Bronson to a Clockwork Orange. I can't Makes think of sense, any movies yeah. they're similar to. I'll say this: I think. Um, it felt a lot longer though than it's. There's a like the last scene, as great as it was, dragged. Yeah, on. I one thousand percent. Like when I was like, this movie's only ninety minutes. I thought like I was in the second hour. Yeah, <laughs> and then it kind of abruptly ends, which I'm okay with. Yeah, but like still like after that much of just it's almost like dripping by to just end and have more like a broken glass but ending, again like, like you know shatter the glass ceiling ending kind it of it didn't it didn't hold the movie no. back but those are little um that's one the, about the it. more I, i've watched it like the more fun i have watching because it's funny as shit it's a very dude it's, there's parts that have it's me a howling. dark comedy oh, 1, but then other times it's just a flat-out comedy it's not even a dark yeah. comedy it's uh when, when he just starts beating up people every, every time every scene pretty much like that's the thing like the second half of the movie it's like he gets he's doing a little better gets angry takes a hostage and i know that's how his life yeah. is um he's and, an interesting guy and then the yeah. big complaint i had though they should have shown the rooftop yeah, with, that, with the fact they just did that slideshow, I know that that, that is, was my biggest that's his issue most too. Famous thing yeah. about him, like I actually know about this guy, yeah. and I when I was like, that's it, that's all I got. That oh, was a fucking l- isn't it? It's so crazy that like that was Tom Hardy's breakthrough because that's such a good, like a great performance, to, like finally come on the scene, and uh, he, he's unbelievable in it. Like you said, it's just uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I really I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, a notch below a great movie had. You it know, had the potential to be a great The first movie. time I saw it, I thought the same thing. And it's one of those ones, maybe just because I love him so much in it. I like it the more and more I see it. It's nothing he did. He no. was perfect. No, he, he just... was... It, I don't think anyone else could have played that role the way he did. Um, and has been been as convincing. Because um, the body language, the facial expressions, and obviously the fantastic mustache. Um, he, I remember he, the, like, there was one scene that freaked me out first time I watched it. I oh, wasn't wait, expecting. I need, I'll be right back. I'm sure. sorry. Yeah, Go it's ahead. fine. I no, it's on my car. It was when he was... Uh, like when he was talking to like the big group, Ralph like, just leaves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be bad and funny. Nah, I did. You just all right, like, Taylor. Like, here's your first uh, second I chair episode. <laughs> nah, it's fine. I dropped her off somewhere, and she was like, "Okay, wait for me." And I just got. <laughs> like I forget what was happening, but he like he beat the shit out of someone, and then you see him like he's in clown makeup, yeah, and yeah, full suit. Oh, and then, like, then he's up on the st- it's a, it yeah. cuts to the stage show. That, that that shit was pretty cool. Yeah, no, you know? Bronson, dude. And the first time different. I saw it, well, I, I also like I said, I love a Clockwork Orange. That yeah, might be. I, it's so weird with Kubrick movies. I go back and forth on what my favorite is, and I almost always come back to a Clockwork Orange because I think it's the 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 wildest of his movies. But then you know you got to talk with Full Metal Jacket's great. Barry London's great. Um, uh, Doctor Strange Love, The Shining, uh, Eyes Wide Shut. He doesn't have a bad movie. I was saying, we were just talking about this like two weeks ago. Like, like, what, like Maybe you should good, talk into the mic, Dingus. Like, like, what's, a good, uh, like what's your favorite Kubrick movie? Yeah, I, for yeah, me, it's I probably a Clockwork Orange. I don't know. It's it's really hard. It's a Clockwork Orange or Doctor Strange Love. It's one of those two. 
without question. Strange Love is great. Strange Love is one of the funniest movies that isn't like an outright comedy I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, like, it's, like I mean, it is a comedy. He's but trying to. He's trying to oh, I, I get to open a birthday present, guys. He's trying to salute the fur and he's, yeah, he's, he's trying to fight. Oh, it. it's fucking great. Let me see my. Like, I'm going to open a birthday present on the show. Because um, we had our party last week. By the way, the party was fantastic. I have a bunch of the stuff that is the fiancés over there, by the way. Um, or the wife's. I don't know Let's see. Um, I uh, Earrings. I got a bunch of uh, earrings. I do have my ear pierced, so I can put one of them in. I haven't put an earring in in years, so it's going to fucking hurt. Probably. Um, I got a cozy night candle. I wonder what this smells like. It smells wonderful. Actually, I like that. That smells very nice. Last year, Ralph got me a Jason Taylor Redskins jersey. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, no, no, no you're, leaving out a, you're leaving out oh, a key detail. Um, he gave me a white girl coffee mug. Oh, it's a this, children's. This is um, my gift. Who's this for? No, it's just a gift that was left in my car. I don't know who gave this oh. to me. So it's not actually like... I thought this was from you. No. <laughs> <laughs> so this isn't for me. I, I don't know what it is. Hopefully it was just a gift that was the landlord the doesn't party. hear this before I give it to her. No, there were, I, I thought you said there was two in there. I said I thought there was two, but the other one was well, just I, an empty I know bag. who this one is from because it'd been really weird if one of her friends got me a gift and didn't get her one. Yeah, because that's right, what we thought right. no, for I a have second. Your, I have your gift in the works, but it's going to be by uh, my your real by, birthday. By yeah. my actual birthday, I was going to say. Uh, okay, cool. All right, so why don't we do our things for this week? Um, and now, so next week, our next episode is going to be the first one with Taylor officially Taylor. being the second chair. Yeah. So I'm going to give you one, um, a movie, okay. and it's a new one. Shit. It's one that just is available to stream now. Okay. Um, we talked about it. I asked you if you want to go see it. I'm going to give you the new Halloween. Ha- I just saw it was available. <laughs> Halloween, and I really wanted to Halloween see it. Halloween 2018, I'm going to give you. Um, I, I talked about this with Ralph when it came out. I loved it. It was one of my 10 favorite movies of the year. Um, as a fan, I would recommend, I think you should watch the original first again. And then forget all the sequels, even if you haven't seen... Uh, you probably haven't seen all the sequels. Well, but you have to watch the third one, because it's... I mean, I actually like the season la- of the last, what, I do, too. What was the one that... Ro- was it H2O Rob Zombie? No, ro- Halloween was just... Uh, Rob Zombies was just a Halloween remake. H2O was technically a sequel. Oh. Um, and uh, this Halloween is forgetting H2O. It's forgetting Come Halloween's on, 2, 4, 5, 6, H2O, and Resurrection. Right. And, of course, it's forgetting the bullshit Rob Zombie ones. Um, so this one is a... Direct sequel to the original. It's supposed to take place 40 years after the original movie. Um, no longer are Michael Myers and Laurie Strode siblings, which I'm glad because they shouldn't have been. They never were until the second Halloween, and it was just kind of fit in there. Although the second, Wait, what did you say? I'm sorry. I, didn't hear you uh, I was saying that they're not they're not siblings. Michael Myers and Laurie Strode in the new one. Um, they were they they should have never been siblings. It worked in the second Halloween, which was pretty good actually. But then it became this whole weird they thing. Were yeah, they they weren't supposed to be in the first one. Um, it was just that he was a stalker. He was a he stalked babysitters. So um, Halloween, uh, crazy that Danny McBride helped write this. Um, it felt... Uh, that's why... The re- main reason I say watch the first one first is because it, when you go into this one, it's going to feel like it's almost the same movie. The style, the tone, the atmosphere. It, it feels like it takes place in the same world and it was John Carpenter. It felt like a John Carpenter movie, <laughs> um, which is not a very easy thing to do. Well, uh, when they were coming out with this, didn't you tell me that like the, like, the guys that were originally doing the first Halloween movie were working on this one. Yeah, well, John Carpenter helped them. Um, he worked on some of the script. He did the score for it, which was really cool. Right. Um, and the score is amazing on it. But it's just the little things that they put into it that were in the original that the sequels kind of forgot. Things like where Michael is following and you just hear the, him breathing through the mask, which they didn't really do any... Exactly like that. And they showed it through the eye holes. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis is awesome in it. The The whole cast was great. Uh, so yeah, you're going to get Halloween 2018. We'll go with something Can't a little new. Fucking All right, wait. give me an album. Album, Taylor. All right, so I'm just gonna give you 
Um, I'm going to actually give you, give you a hip-hop album this nice. week. And the hip-hop album I'm going to give you, it's Joey Badass. Joey Badass. And his album, The All-American Badass. Is this a sequel to Kid Rock's American Badass? I was Badass? about to make the same joke. No. Oh. No, no, no. Um, it's uh, probably one of the best. No, no, no. Glad no. we're on the same wave of hack comedy, Ralph. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. It's probably one of the best hip hop records released in the last three years. Um, Joey Badass is just one of the most underrated MCs. Out I've there ne- today. I don't think I've ever heard anything from Joey Badass. He's, so he's really good. This is probably his best work um, yet, and he's just he's just one of the best rappers out there. Like he's up there with uh, with Logic. He's up there with uh, Kendrick, Childish Gambino, Childish Gambino, J Cole, Cuddy. Cuddy, all those guys. I do not like J. Cole. Why, why I is do that? Not... No, why? I'm just curious. Um, okay. I like what I've heard from J. Cole, so I... I got no knock. You know what? I don't know. And I'm not even trying to... I've heard... Is it just not your thing, The kinda? wife loves um, Most people do love J. Cole. And he's got that album that came out last year, K.O.D. Oh, that was that, critically that... acclaimed. K- what K- I've heard from that, that's a pretty good album. K.O.D. was okay. I tried. Because the, the wife loved it, so I listened yeah. to it at nauseum. And she kept saying, it's like Kendrick, it's like Kendrick. I don't think it's even the same Strasbourg as Kendrick. I don't think it's terrible, and I don't hate J. Cole. Yeah, they get, be, they get associated for... It's just, J. Cole is steps below Kendrick. I like well, Kendrick more, for sure. Well, well, the issue, well, the reason why the, like they're one and one, like practically one and the same, is because like those are the top two real MCs in the game today. I'll say that. He's you know better I mean? than mumble rap. Absolutely. Like it, <laughs> but it, like if you go back and listen to J. Cole's, uh, his, uh, his Born Sinner records, 2014 Forest Hills Drive, which will honestly be the, an all-time one, great the hip-hop record... 20 years from yeah. now. And then even his um, For Your Eyes Only was an amazing record, too. So J. Cole has this great body of work, which is why people love him. But th- to get to a, a where somewhere somewhere like where Kendrick is, it's... it's Kendrick ve- does a different yeah, style. Yeah, 20, 2014, it, Forest Hills Drive, that's the one that I... Uh, that That's the one. And then... It was like, okay. That... It's, it's what gonna, I've heard off that, be, I really liked. Dude, it's going to be an all-time classic hip-hop record. That and Kendrick Lamar's Good Kid, Mad City. Are Good be, Kid, Mad City it, is... I, I don't think, I think all of Kendrick's albums so far can be looked at as like in ye- like 10 years from now, they're going to be considered classics. The only one I don't like that much oh, is I love the, the, I love the, the Pippa Butterfly. It's the Butterfly, it's a, but it's fun. It's fun. I I still think the Dan newest one. The newest better. one was unbelievable. Dan was incredible. Yeah, and then I think Good Kid, Mad City still. No, Good Kid, Mad City still is best. Section eighty was really good. Uh, that's the only one I haven't heard. That's that a, one's that's the first. So one talk right. to me about that, Joey Badass a little more. Let's stay on track. We're yeah, going on fourteen tangents. Yeah, I can't okay. help it. But not nah, just when like, did this album come out? Um, came out last year. It's relatively new. Okay. And like how many said, albums does he have? Um, he only has a few oh, out. To be honest, I'm I'm. I'm relatively new to Joey Badass. My buddy Ra'ed told me about him. Like and then Ra'ed. when I sat there and I listened to this album, I'm like, okay, it makes sense. Okay. And then what I do is with um, with artists, I like to listen to them in interviews. I like to see what they do and see how they perform live. And Joey Badass did this thing live where he had the entire crowd chanting, Joey, 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 On the Joey fucking Badass. Joey, 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 Joey fucking Badass. And then he freestyled over oh, that. so he had them lay down a beat, and then he freestyled off. Over that's it fucking cool. Live. That's and, really cool. And th- so like he's some- into, he's like an interactive experience. And he, and he he's a real 
artist. That's why I love okay. him. Okay. And if if you look at pic- at a picture of him, and he look like he looks like he would be someone like associated with Wu Tang Clan. Okay. Like he just ha- he has <laughs> that style. Uh, he hats. looks like a Wu Tang Clan. I just looked at him. No, I'm saying like he has he has the bucket. Oh, hat. I think you're saying something else. No, okay. he has the hockey jersey. Like he has that style, gotcha, that gotcha. '90s flow, oh, that, that '90s style. He's got, he, he's he, he leans on nostalgia for his yes. style. Gotcha. That's awesome. I like that. I fucking love it. Cool, cool. I'm excited to listen to this. So we got this week is Halloween. I was being Duke. racist. I'm trying to give the guy. A no, I, I don't. Th- I didn't think you were being racist. I assumed you were. Okay. <laughs> There's a difference. Do you want? Right. I know that uh, next week's your show. Do you want me to give it, uh, any albums? Yeah, right give there? me. Yeah, please, please yeah. I'll listen to it. Too. Um, do you want the same album for both of you? Yeah, yeah. Do the uh, sa- sure. do the same one. Let's let's keep. It I'm going to give you one that I actually forgot about and just rediscovered recently. It's by a band called The Twilight Sad. The Twilight Sad. And the the album's called Forget the Night Ahead. Forget the Night Ahead. Um, they're a Scottish band, and holy shit, you can tell that they're Scottish. Okay. They have the thickest accent I have ever heard. What um, kind of music is it? It's, I'd say it's alternative rock, but it's um very long. Um, they're more atmosphere, and the background of the album is that they came, they were fighting drug addiction. Family members died. Um, some of them were like in deep really depression. unique stuff. So. <laughs> well, what they tried to yeah. do is the album's not about that per no, se, no, but they wanted to capture how it feels to be in that. Okay, and I think few albums did it. A lot of albums when they do that, they you know overdo it. They either oh, go like the goth metal or whatever. It's heavy handed. Yeah, this it's just you feel very like off, and the whole album's a little uneasy. Like it never quite gets going, but I mean that in a good way. That it's always shifting. Like it's like, uh, what are they going with this? And then it goes somewhere else. It's a very uneasy album. I like it a lot. I don't know if you'll love it, but I think you'll at least respect it going like, I see what they were doing okay. with it. Right. Cool. Okay. Cool. Very um, Scottish. Now, oh, cool. now, it's called The Twilight Said or Sad? Sad. S-A-D. Yeah. S-A-D. Okay. That's how you spell also, Sad. Also, I love what? album art. I think it has one of the best album covers of the last, you know, you see it? 10 years. That is pretty cool. That is cool. I like it. Yeah, you, that, love, yeah. you love album art. I think album art's a part of the album. I think you can. All right, guys. I have to, I'd have to agree that sometimes I when I look at stuff on new releases, I, if I like the album art, maybe I'll give it a shot. All That's right. how I discovered Baroness. It was all about their album art. Guys, I have a question. Sure. Is joking about the Parkland High School kids I knew off it. limits? I knew it, and I let's do this. Is, is it off uh, limits? I, I just want to do a little roundtable first. Um, let's go to. It, it is if you're Louis C.K. Uh, that's exactly what I was going to say. If this was anyone else, no. is this a conversation? No. No. I didn't even buy. You know, I saw the story and I just said, you know what, I don't what, need. What the the sad thing is, is the same people that are flipping out about it are the ones saying, well, no one should pay attention to him anymore. Like the ones that are saying that we shouldn't pay attention to him, and they're giving him all the publicity. If this was some any other comedian, no one cares. But it's Louis C.K. Um, it, it, I don't. I mean, Ricky Gervais had the best fucking comment about it. This joke, whatever the fuck you want, joke about whatever you want, and if you, people don't like it, tough. Um, is it in poor taste? Sure, sure, whatever. Comedy usually is in poor taste. Good comedy is in poor taste. Yeah, pretty much. And the fact that all these people are freaking out about it, and like I said, it's the same. I like how Louis is now considered part of the alt right. I know, but I, I thought Louis was I one of the that. most liberal yeah, members. I, I, someone of... said, "Oh, this is a right wing comedian." I'm like, since they were okay, so the people, it's that's the same thing on the other side of the coin is the people that. Uh, <laughs> he had a rant about how much capitalism is ruining the country. He was a huge Hillary Clinton supporter as well. Um, he, he's been an extreme liberal for a long time, and now suddenly he's a right-wing comedian right. because he says things that upset people. Um, now, I don't know if people are more upset about the Parkland stuff or the non-binary thing, they, whatever, um, which, again, I it's comedy. I don't care what you say. 
I, I don't have to like it. Comedy, but, well, it's just an easy target. Well, I was, I, I was watching Dave Chappelle's stand-up the other night, and he said something that makes 100%, like, uh, like it makes all the sense in the world. Like, you, you don't feel bad about what you say on stage, and half the time, the stuff that's the funniest is the meanest thing to yeah, say. Yeah, of course, absolutely. So, what, so what's the point? It's just, if it's not happening to you, then it's, then it's funny. The you know what I mean? Who is the jerk-off that sat there and... Like, well, comedy, the point of comedy is that you take what is true, and you stretch it and distort it, and you bring it to ridiculous levels that... It almost really don't exist. It, it helps normalize taboo subjects often when you when you do that to it. Like a joke shouldn't be like, "Hey, I went to the store today." Yeah, no, like that's not a joke. Exactly. If you I, went to the store and you know you dropped the milk and you slipped on it and you broke your back, that's a not uh, a common and, occurrence. And, and that's on, funny. And another thing, a joke shouldn't just be, "Oh, those kids got shot." Ha ha. That's not a joke. That's not a joke. He either. said, "Who care? You, you you and your friends got shot at a high school. Like, who cares what you have to say?" He went somewhere with it. I didn't think it was particularly funny. It wasn't my thing. That's I didn't even like I said. It, I didn't it, bother it, listening. It, but I, I also want to know fun. who was the jerk off in the crowd that has been going to Louis C.K. shows, hopefully trying to record him saying. Well, that's something. a big thing. Like you record Louis now. Yeah, of course. Which um, it, it's they're almost like uh, not that I'm saying I'm rooting for Louis C.K. to have a comeback, but these people that are just going after everything now are making me root for pe- people and in situations I wouldn't normally root for. Um, you know, I always liked Louis, but what he, you know, everything he did, he doesn't need to it goes without saying. But it, he's a fucking comedian. This is not any different than what he's always joked about. He's made every type of joke possible. He said things far worse than this before. And again, like you said, Ralph, if this was anyone besides Louis C.K., it's water under the bridge. People might be upset by it, and they might say that's horrible. Good. You know what? Good. I hope he will make more jokes. I hope someone takes the material Louie had and actually makes it funny. Yeah, no, and then goes with it. Also, he's isn't he trying out new material? The point of like, yes, that's well, that, the whole that, point that, of these that's shows. What you do yeah, like, I don't it doesn't make any sense. They should. To me. I think every comedy club and like small show should just take people's phones out the door and tell them you can't record anything. I I, I don't know why people take comedians that like that. Seriously, like, do you do they not understand it? Like, they're joking. Well, the line but, between comedy and comedy is in such a dangerous place right now because if you say something in a comedic sense now, it means that's how you feel. Rather than uh, in a lot of comedians, they say things because they aren't sure how they feel, and the comedy is helping them relate their feelings to an audience that either doesn't understand or does understand. And but it's Louis, so he he's a scumbag. He's the scum of the earth. He's uh, he's we're gets, allowed to dislike him. Yeah, that's you're, what it you're is. allowed. Right. You're allowed to dislike him. You're allowed to dislike the joke. Does that mean that uh, a subject should be off limits? No, no subject is off limits as far as I'm concerned. No, you can joke about whatever you want. I, I don't care what the subject is. Well, and I had this. I had the same conversation with Tyler and Rad a couple weeks ago about Jim Jeffries and how you know I I don't like certain jokes. I, I, some stuff I don't think is funny. As do you, and as do you. There's stuff that you don't find funny. So instead of making, I, like, I don't find this podcast funny. No, like, <laughs> no like, one like, does. In, instead of instead of starting a petition and picketing at fucking Ban shows, some boycott doing Louis. some silly fucking bullshit. I, I I fast forward to the parts I don't like, look, or I just sit there, I take it, and then I you just, look at your phone while it's a part you don't like. And I move on with my fucking life. I got other things I have. There's to There's a do. lot of comics that are really like critically acclaimed that. Okay, I get it. Not for me. Like, for instance, I like Dave Chappelle. I don't like Dave Chappelle the level a lot of people do. I still appreciate him. I yeah, still sure. think he's funny. But, like, you know. 
Yeah, no, see, see, on the other side of that, I think Dave Chappelle's probably one of my... He's, he's a yeah. top two favorite for me. He's arguably the best stand-up comedian in the last 20 years. Yeah, yeah. And I, uh, I think he earned that. It's just not my particular I, uh, taste. A, exactly. a current one that I don't love, but I get he's funny and people like I don't love John Mulaney. I don't, his stand-up doesn't do it. Yeah, and I love John Mulaney. Yeah, that's see, John, John Mulaney, Mulaney is one of my all-time favorite When he's with Nick Kroll is funny. I think John Mulaney's great on interviews. It's one of those things. The same thing with Kevin Hart. I hate his comedy. I think he's a funny guy. That's just thing. Like, you don't like Chris D'Elia that much. Yeah. I, I love his Chris His style of comedy doesn't do it for me, but he's a funny guy. Nate Bergetzi, who's just this, he's just like a slacker. Like, yeah. that's his thing. A lot of people find it lazy, but I love it. There's people that don't like Jim Gaffigan, whether it's because he's... I think Jim Gaffigan's I, amazing. I think Gaffigan's brilliant. Gaffigan's great. I love Tom Segura and Burt Kreischer, are two of Dude, my top favorites. I don't like Jerry Seinfeld stand-up at, at all. all. And yeah, I like, but, I like, but I like comedians in cars getting coffee. I like Jerry Seinfeld. I love the show Seinfeld. I think I like everything Jerry Seinfeld I think his does. stand-up is abysmal. It doesn't do it for me, but it's not for me. It's not my style of comedy. It's a little dated. I think, yeah, I think that might be it. Um, but again, it's it, you, again. If it wasn't Louis C.K., who gives a shit? It's just a matter. Oh well, you know he did this terrible thing. So clearly, anything he says in comedy reflects who he actually is. And it is a little weird when you go back and listen to some of his stand-up, um, because now you can almost kind of relate certain things. Um, like he had that famous bit, the the yeah but bit, where he talks about like you know he's picking up his kids at school and he sees some kid bothering his daughter and he's like, you know I just gotta teach her to stick up for himself, but. I could kick that kid in the fucking face. You have that part in your head. Like, you have these ideas where it's like, I shouldn't do this, but... but you know that he's not really... No, he's not Harvey Weinstein either. Well, Harvey Weinstein can kick kids in the head. No, I'm saying, but I'm saying, like, he gets compared to Harvey Weinstein with what Louis did was terrible, but he wasn't fucking Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, no, because people need to... People need to separate... What Louis did, what Aziz Ansari did. Oh, Aziz and, got and hosed worse no, than he, and, and, and he I can't did. stand it. And I don't I think like Aziz, Aziz either. Stand up is some of the worst out there. I get he's but popular. He got, he got hosed. He recovered. Yeah. Well, well, has know, he? I haven't seen him in shit. I, well, I, I think I think he. I know he started showing up at the cellar again recently. Yeah. So I think Aziz is though. I think, with the exception of the far fringes, I think for the most part, like with Louis, I'd say twenty five percent were like, ah, what's a big deal? Seventy five, you know. Eh, I don't like this. Whatever the case. Yeah, is. yeah. I think Aziz it was like 80-20 in favor. I don't think a lot like a lot of people were like that's not a big Yeah, deal. no. It was it was silly, but I'm glad we're all kind of on the same page here that Louis Cuz I think Aziz is kind of ended the me too like that first wave like where that was the first one where people were kind of like, uh, uh this isn't the that's same." That's where like the the I don't want to say witch hunt like in well, the, it kind of was though. You know what I well, mean? Not, or like it's you know happening what I'm a saying? lot. Like that's where it went to. Okay, flash mob. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Flash mob. Right. <laughs> that yeah. might be a better way. The, um. But no, that's that's literally what it was. Like that was the first one where it seemed like almost everyone besides a a more a more vocal minority was kind of like, okay, what is these? Bless did? you. What what is these did? Isn't really anything. It sounds like this girl just had regrets of a hookup. Well, and that's I, all it was. It's a bad date. Yeah, exactly. And he, and he got a pretty because his show Master of None hasn't had a new season since that all happened. And, felt, right? and Master that of is, None was a great show. See, I, I did loved not it. Like I, that I didn't show. like it either, but it's wildly popular, and more people. I know more people that like it than don't. I'll say this: I actually think it's more entertaining than funny. If that makes yeah. sense. No, like yeah, I actually like the right. show. I just didn't. It was more of a drama. I don't know what it was, but well, I don't it know. Was if it, it was, it was a black black comedy. Yeah, well, I was, was saying black, know, like black comedy. No, because there were some episodes that were very introspective that made you think. Like, yeah, like well, especially kind of like Louis. Louis was. Yeah. It was a lot like Louis. The one about racism, because whenever you see an episode about racism, your first instinct is to kind of go, okay, like how ridiculous, how heavy-handed is it? And yeah. I actually thought it's one of the few episodes where I was like, 
you know what? It was realistic. It was realistic because it wasn't saying like this is bad, but it's saying like I, as like an Indian American, have very few role models that aren't caricatures. And I was like, you know, he's actually right. Like, yeah, it's like true. I actually was like, you, you just know, just had a poo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you guys do? You think they're ever going to release that Louis movie that got postponed because uh, of, like in twenty? I years love or you, something. Daddy, with uh, Chloe Mortez, and uh, yeah, that, I mean, the, the whole problem was the subject matter of that movie more than the move uh, the movie being directed by Louis, Louis. I think Louis will recover. He won't be Louis of old. No, but I think he'll I mean, be a the, Louis guy for again. a four year stretch was the biggest stand up comedian in the world. It wasn't even close. He he was everywhere. Let's put it this way: if Mel Gibson can make a comeback, I think Louis. Yeah, can yeah Louis I was. Uh, you know what? That's a really. Good, let's Mel, be honest: if Mel Gibson never came back, I kind of would say, you know what? I think he kind of deserved it. Oh no, I disagree, Mel. Mel I uh, love Mel Gibson as okay, an actor, but as like, as long as you do, his his stuff was. Oh. The most brutal. <laughs> I want to be blown before the jacuzzi. One of my favorite lines ever. Um, so, Ralph, you did watch uh, Bird Box? Uh, Bird Box. How'd you like it? Um, I didn't... Okay, so I didn't hate it, but I didn't particularly like it. I really enjoyed it. So I'll tell you what my problem with it is. Because sure. I think it's, it's trendy to go to an extreme with this movie, I noticed. And I'm very in the middle with it. Yeah, I won't I, say I loved it, but I did really enjoy my it. My idea... Great Netflix movie. I feel like how they made this movie was that a bunch of, like, Harvard grads were doing coke in the writer's room, and they'd, like, okay. do a line and be like, throw it on the wall, let's throw that idea, and then, like, ten minutes See before the end of the movie, be like, oh, fuck, we forgot to examine this thing. <laughs> it was, like, six ideas, and none of them were ever fully fleshed out. So, like, I saw where they were going and had the potential to be great, but a movie that is two hours... Had so that was much that they did. My, didn't my biggest complete. knock on it that it could have been about twenty minutes shorter. Um, I I actually it, it it's going to unfairly get compared to a Quiet Place. They're nothing alike. They're not, no. Um, I actually liked it more. I loved the Quiet Place. I liked it more. I than didn't the Quiet see place. A Quiet Place, but the wife explained to me, and I was like, no, nah, I don't see how the connection. Um, there, there's the only reason people saw a connection is it's because sense, in the trailer, the, the senses in the trailers. So, um, but I thought it was. It's definitely way more of a horror movie than a Quiet Place was. So this is. What it is? You have the storyline of her, you know, apprehension about being a mother. Sure. And they never really they they, they introduce it, and then at the end of the movie, I felt like, oh shit, I didn't name these kids. They um, I thought they they didn't well, elaborate on it, but I thought they actually approached that and handled it well. Sure, they just didn't dive sure. into it. That's the thing, though. They don't really. They touch upon a lot. Like, for instance, her love story. She was with, great in it. She was, she was very good. The in whole ca- John Malkovich was amazing in it. John he Malkovich fucking had me crying. John Malkovich's characters a prick the whole movie, and I thought they were kind of going into. Even though he was a prick, he kind of was right almost. Yeah, sure. But they never quite. They never quite fleshed that out. Well, that they used the whole uh, the classic um, horror theory, and it goes back to like Night of the Living Dead. Who was right about staying in the basement the whole time was Mr. Cooper. Yeah. And you look at The Walking Dead. Shane was right over Rick the whole time, and Shane paid for it. Yep. John Malkovich was a dick, and it wasn't what he said; it was how he said but it. But they more often never than not. quite went into that. No, you I have agree. the concept of um, uh, her and uh, what's his face, Tom, right? Yeah, the, Tom. They were in love. I felt like it's like, oh, now they're a couple, and now he's yeah. Dead. That they didn't really spoilers know. by that, the way. They, sorry. Yeah, he didn't see. it. He doesn't care. He'll enjoy the movie even with the nah, spoiler. It's fine. I'm over here. I, I mean, you know he's dead. Yeah, I, you know he's dead early on. I'm watching the Independence Day level of Star Fox. Right I now. love this. This is a level. great level. Um, I thought one of the biggest complaints I saw people have, and this is the one that pissed me off the most, is that they don't show the creature. That was my favorite part of the movie. Well, there's two parts to that. One, I think there was no way you could have showed the creature and it would work. And two. 
they came out that the creature they tried to make the creature. Oh, it was like it looked like a Sesame Street character, yeah. it like a Muppet. Um, but I, again, people were like, they didn't show it. I'm like. I think that's you're, it's putting you more into a sense of what the characters are, that are, you're dealing with are because they can't look at them and either. And I also didn't mind that they didn't show... They go... They say that it, it either brings out your... Your worst fear. Your worst fear or a lost one. And they didn't show that. Correct. Yeah. Which I'm fine with I'm that. I'm fine with that. But they also don't elaborate on that either. They just kind of mention it. And I forgot that that's what they were seeing. Yeah, until, no. I, um, I think the fact that... Um, here's was, a big spoiler. Do you mind if I give you like... No, listen, I, I, I'll, I'll watch it eventually. I don't care. So the ending scene is they go to a blind school. Yeah. And the idea... Which I saw coming. Like uh, with, I actually like, made a joke with, about I, it. I said that I didn't say it to the landlord, but I was I was thinking it and I was like, I'll tell you if that was it. And then when it showed it, I was like, oh! Yeah. Um, the idea of like sight being important like sure that wasn't elaborated that just they kind of shoehorn in the end yeah it yeah. felt like a lot of great ideas they should have picked two or three and those are the three that they went with they could have condensed it a little bit but um, overall um, i liked the scenes in the present much more than the scenes in the past though. i thought the, i kept going i, I just want to get uh, back to the them scene in the, in the past when that dumb bitch olympia let the guy in i thought that was when they're both women give birth that was that actually was, frightening that was actually like tense and standoffish i was glad they didn't spend too much time on the the beginning when everything goes down because you very quickly become the happening if you do that yeah um and some people are calling it the worse than the happening Let, let's be fair here it's not even in the same realm. It's okay. No. The movie is okay. It's, it's, it's great by Netflix standards. Well, I, I was going yeah. to say, as someone who hasn't seen it, I've seen either you love it or people absolutely fucking despise That's the it. thing. And I, and I don't know. It was okay. You know? I think a lot of people, they bought into the, the hype too much on social media, which yeah. I really didn't catch much of it. After I watched the movie, uh, we spent some time looking at all the memes and we were howling at some of them. I yeah, thought the one of, of Eli with uh, her head on it oh, yeah. was... I Dude, was cracking um, up. I, I I was I enjoyed the movie though. It was um it was right before I got sick, so thankfully I watched it then. Right, right, right. Um, it, was, it was okay. You yeah. have, you actually texted me that night. You said, "Yo, burn, bo- uh, burn uh, box, I, Jesus, I, bird box." Is the great. first hour of it I thought was awesome, and then the back end, it, it was a little uneven. A movie, I really enjoyed it. A though. movie of that length shouldn't leave that many like ideas on. Yeah, and like, I'm sure they're gonna make some sequel with people we don't care about because it's it's broke every Netflix record possible. You know, like just stop making unnecessary sequels. Like, yeah, that's and you know the sequel's like, like, gonna I, have the like I don't want a sequel to a Quiet Place and then they want to make it. Yeah, you know called I mean? a quieter place. Yeah, a quieter place. Fucking stupid. Um, the, the the going back to them not showing the creatures when that guy Gary was in there and they show his drawings out there. Apparently, that was that, that was, was cool. Very cool. That was really cool. There I thought, was a lot of scenes that I liked. But they didn't. None of them strung together to make it a great movie. I think that's, that's what there were like the scenes where the, um, the opening scene where Sarah Paulson's driving. Yeah, and all of a sudden her eyes go. You down. see her like she has that moment. Great, thrilling, horrific. scene. They crash and it goes to silence as they're crashing. It was um. So I, I'll agree it wasn't a great movie, but I re- I it wasn't a great movie, but I thought it was it was an awesome watch experience. I really did enjoy did it. Did you watch Puka by any chance? No. That, okay. So I saw that one. That's um, the Hulu's kind of answer to Black Mirror. Yeah. And all the movies... I've heard people tell me it's better than Black Mirror. All the movies got critically panned except for Puka. And me and the wife watched Puka. She didn't like it. Or she she was very lukewarm on it. I loved Puka. Um, but Puka was the opposite of A Quiet Place where the first hour or so i was like this movie's stupid it's not going anywhere it's generic and then the last half hour tied it together and i went holy shit it tightened I the whole package um, and made it good 
I could see that being a movie that you either would love or hate, yeah, knowing yeah. your taste. Um, it's a weird movie, and there's scenes where you go, they're just being weird for the sake of being weird. But again, when they tied it all together at the end, I thought it was it was a off great the, movie. I'll check that out. Um, did you, uh, speaking of Black Mirror, did you watch Bandersnatch? Not yet. We oh. um, we were actually going to watch you it got, after Bird Box. You got to watch it, dude. Yeah, but it's... It's awesome. Well, we're watching um, Killing Eve right now, which I okay. really I've like. heard good I'm, things about I'm, that. I'm, uh, I'm pretty heavy into Maniac right now. Maniac is amazing. It's fun. It's amazing. That's on our list. I have, a, I have to watch an episode like two or three times to really figure it oh, out. Oh, it's, 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 it's weird it's and dense, it's dude. really funny. Yeah. Like there's the scene when um, when just when Justin Thoreau, is there, he's doing the commercial about it. Yeah. And this is a little thing. He's got the terrible hair piece yeah. and he's going to put his uh, something in his pocket and he just misses and he slowly goes, oh. <laughs> But no, Bandersnatch, dude, was a lot of fun. Um, you don't even have to watch any of Black Mirror to get it because yeah. it's a, it's an interactive movie, dude. It's like you're playing a Telltale game. You're watching a Telltale game happen. I'm a, I'm a fan um, of that. And no, it was uh, we watched it the other day, and I I mean I'm so excited for the full season of Black Mirror to drop because I feel like deprived of it right now. I haven't watched Black Mirror you, at all. You dude, you're gonna love Black, Black Mirror. Mirror. You watch two episodes and you need to take a shower. It like clings to you. Really? Some of the, the first episode. Speaking of taking a shower, the first to shit yourself again. Oh. oh. The first oh, episode, sour. which I think may be the best of the series. <laughs> the fucking the, guy, the prime minister is the fuck. No, 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 don't even tell him. Dude, I, what crawled up your ass and died, bro? That's sour, dude. Shit. Sorry, Ralph. Good one, Uncle Taylor. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, seriously. Put on I bl- love when Taylor's here because I just... The, ta- Taylor, the thing with I'm Black sorry. Mirror that you, so would, you, more would, material? you would really like, you are walking material. <laughs> A lot of it. Um... <laughs> Sorry. What did I say? It wasn't about Taylor. It's about someone else. I don't want to say the name. He moves like oh, he wanna, ha- his inventory's full. <laughs> I said that about He's um, got the minigun in GTA. Oh, you, you can't <laughs> walk I, fast at all. At his party, someone was walking. Um, write it down. I, I really don't want to bash the guy because he is <laughs> But And I, I, I texted Dan. I'm like... <laughs> He moves like his inventory's full. (laughs) Yeah, he does. (laughs) It's so true. Oh, my God. Um, Taylor, the thing with Black Mirror that you would like is that you don't need... Every episode's its own thing. So you can put an episode from season two, watch it, no problem. Put an episode from season one, no problem. Uh, You don't need to watch them consecutively. It's like Twilight Zone. Each one's its own standalone. It's its own little... And there's some that are like... There's some that are like 40 minutes, and there's some that are an hour and a half. What's your favorite... Uh, My favorite episode. I of, love San Juniperero. Uh, that okay, so that one I, and that one's an outlier. I hold that into a different standard because San Juniperero is the only episode of the show that is like uplifting. I would say. Yeah. All I the other say. endings are a little out there. I just but, thought that um, episode the USS was... Canister episode, the Star Which Trek episode, the Star that one is the, amazing. Dude, tell, if you're gonna watch any episode, just throw it on. And I've told this one to a couple people that wanted to try it out. Yeah. It's the first episode of the most recent season. Watch that. It's like okay. kind of Star Trek based a little bit. I'm a fan. It's really weird. I thought my two least favorite episodes, the were... one Jodie Foster directed, was the worst. The Jodie Foster one was god awful. Okay. And then the one, and it, it got really good reviews, was the one with Dallas. Um, Oh, that one, the the social media one. It was so heavy-handed. I I didn't love that one either. I really liked um, Heavy Metal, that the black and white one. That one was great. That that one, that one just felt like an action um, movie. I really liked Crocodile or Alligator. Was Crocodile? Crocodile Crocodile was. um, Did you? That one got really bad reviews. I loved Crocodile. Crocodile was a motherfucker. That may be the darkest in the Um, series. I I don't. The one that I could think of being the darkest is the kid that um they catch a video of him jerking off. 
That and one. That and, one is. And it's got the guy from Game of Thrones. One of the guys from Game of Thrones in it. That's a wild episode. That one's phenomenal. I, I, I kind of season two though. I, I don't, you didn't so watch season two? Put I just on. no reason. I just skipped it for some reason. That's crazy. I'll go back and watch. I always forget. To. Um, a movie came out this week that uh, got. It's a zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I actually think it's up to like a four. No, it's up to a four. It's a four. Um, with uh, Will. Fa- I love Will Farrell and John C. Oh, the Watson. Watson. I love the two of them. Holy shit! This is supposed to be bad. Like people I know that like bad comedy walked out of it. That's uh, everyone it, is saying that like people Wild Wild out West. Of the theaters. It's like Wild Wild West. I, I might be worse than that, dude. It's um, it's from the same guy that uh, the reason I this I, boss by the way scared the shit out of me when I was. Oh little. yeah, the yeah. Sun, we're on the the the, 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 the sun, sun the sun level. You're fighting on Star the lava Fox monster. Sixty four for everybody that remembers that playing with the Rumble Pack. Um. So the, the, the director of um, this one, Holmes and Watson, is the same guy that did that awful Will Farrell Kevin Hart one that Taylor paid $20 for, Get Hard. On Greg's account. Yeah, on Greg's Greg? account. I don't even know what that it is. It was like where Will Farrell had to go to prison. Kevin Hart tra- or trained him. I don't even remember it, this. Because no one saw it besides Will Farrell, Kevin, Kevin Hart, Hart, and Taylor. Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen it since, dude. It was so bad. And this one is supposed to, I like, I, like I said, I love the two of them. I love Talladega Nights. I love Step Brothers. Like, how could you not? But that was Adam McKay doing it. And the director makes all the difference in these kind of movies. You really can't, like, in this one, it's just to be heavy handed. I have a question. Do you like Will Ferrell on his own? Because I don't. I only like um, him with John C. Riley. Yeah, I mean, I love Anchorman, but that was an ensemble cast. Well, yeah, Anchorman. Um, uh, Everything Must Go with Will yeah, Ferrell was, was great. That that was, was, that's the one where he, it's like a midlife crisis kind of movie where he just decides to sell. His wife left him, right? Yeah, no, his, 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 his wife kicks him out of the house, changes the locks, and all this it, shit is just It's on more the front of a wall. dramedy. Like, it's just him selling everything. You probably like the that secret. one a lot but he has like ones like kicking and screaming was really funny really where he's the yeah. soccer coach that was a really good oh like, no with, I, I didn't like dude, that dude you're one of the only people yeah, I know that didn't like that with Mike Ditka that shit was funny uh, that was I remember good. I watched it on um, Cinemax but, um, I loved him when he did George W. Bush on SNL he did a great book oh no SNL will uh, I'm, talking I about I'm trying to think like other movies with him that I saw that like I uh, old school but again ensemble I forget old school is Luke Wilson really an ensemble cast Vince Vaughn Luke Wilson Vince Vaughn I forgot yeah it, one, I would say that was an ensemble cast movie because right, they were right. all big names. Well, that was when Will Farrell was first becoming like a movie star. Well, I will say Will Farrell hasn't had a movie come out in a long time that like I, he, he makes me laugh when he's like in a random cameo. Like his cameo Wedding Crashers, great, great cameo. He, um, in Thirty Rock, I know you haven't seen Thirty Rock. He has a show. I mean, like a show within a show called Bitch Hunter. That's like they're always protesting feminists are. Okay, where he literally just goes to like baby showers and shoots women and yells bitch hunter to the camera <laughs> and they go like I have no idea why people are protesting what about this. Elf Elf is great with what, he's great in Elf that's well, another good one but I was gonna say no, there's a, he's actually pretty good in Stranger Than Fiction I forgot Stranger about Than that. Fiction was awesome that Stranger was a really good movie you, know, you might have sold well, well, not, I think well, it depends really. on the kind of movie he's yeah, well, not because cause looking he's at got it, some real bad movies yeah because looking at what, he, like, what he's done he's always always with good actors like Semi Pro there's Woody Harrelson in there which one oh Semi Pro I really like Semi Pro see I didn't like that I laughed my ass off at Semi Pro. Uh, what else? I'm he, not was, even he, was in la- he was in the Land of the Lost, but Danny McBride was in Land of the Lost. Still pretty funny. Well, that movie would um, be great. Yeah, they, it was so good they just rebooted it with The Rock. Yeah, and then um, the other guys with Mark Wahlberg. Oh, was the other guys hilarious. is one of my favorite comedies. By the way, I watched Rampage yesterday with the. How the, was it? So it's um, bad. When I was at um, it made so much the wife's money. friends. I watched it um, while we were just waiting for the ball drop. It was just on the background. This is a good segue. So keep going. But I it was. Uh, the sound was off, and at the wife was like, "Put the sound on, put the sound on." We're like, "No, we want to see how far we get into the movie, knowing exactly what's going on with the sound." Off. Yeah, dude. From the beginning to the end, I knew the entire plot 
with not hearing a single word. I did that with that, that fucking city. Uh, the video game. Scroller. The video game. Rampage. Um, I, yeah. I did uh, that with a movie when I was on a flight over the summer. Um, the guy in front of me ordered that movie that Clint Eastwood directed. The the. Fifth to ten, seventeen to Paris or whatever about the yeah, the, yeah, yeah. where he used the guys that actually were in the incident, and I had no sound, and I knew everything that was happening, and I could decipher the whole movie. Do you? I have a weird thing I do, um, where like if I'm watching a show I haven't seen in a while, I try to pretend I'm watching the show for the first time. Like I know nothing about the show, like, and if I get myself in that mindset, I can almost like. Recapture the nostalgia of it. It's I've very, never done that. You have to like force yourself to do it. Like I'll do it with like kids shows I haven't so, seen. So speaking of The Rock, um, he yeah. was in the news this week because he's what? he's making a movie, um, Jungle Cruise, a Disney movie, Jungle Cruise. What's he in trouble now, for? He's, he he didn't necessarily do anything, but people are mad because he's getting paid thirteen million dollars more than his co-star Emily Blunt. And people are crying sexism that he's getting paid more. Okay, Emily Blunt's a great actor. I love Emily Blunt. She's a great actress. So, yeah. Who puts more butts in the movie theater seats, The Rock or Emily Blunt? No, it's, it's The Rock. It's, it's not even remotely close. No one goes to see a movie because Emily Blunt's the star. The Rock puts out every movie he puts out makes insane, insane. Well, do people money. get angry when he's paid more than a male co-star? No. I, I honestly, I don't know. Like, I want to go to another movie. Like, my first instinct is go, this is bullshit, but I really don't know. But it, but it, you you pay actors based on who's the one. Putting... I would like to see a movie where he had, like, a lesser known male co-star and see what he was paid. And well, maybe, you but know. He's the, even then, I wouldn't say anything because he's the highest grossing actor oh, in sure. Hollywood. It's not even close, well, okay, really. Let's say, if The Rock gets, let's say, $10 million. I'm just okay. using an example. Sure. And the uh, female co-star gets $3 million. Mm-hmm. If there was a movie with, like, the Rock, and then who's like an Emily Blunt level male co-star? Male Emily Bl- like a, a sub. Yeah, like, like, go John Krasinski. Yeah, okay. If her he, husband. Yeah, her husband. If he was a co-star <laughs> and he got nine million, mm-hmm. then I could say okay, there's an argument. Yeah, if there was an argument, yeah, that's a great point. If there I was would a, like to actually see the figures the, of the male okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But people just saying that oh she deserved more, but you get based on who who's I mean the Fast and the Furious movies. Uh, they started do- making insane money once The Rock was in them. Yeah, that's and, when it really. And yeah. that's where. And then uh, you got guys like Tyrese and Ludacris crying because they're not doing another movie, and uh, while they're making the the one with The Rock's character and uh, Jason Statham's character, because that's who people. No one goes to see Fast and the Furious movies for Ludacris and. I didn't even know Ludacris was and Tyrese. Tyrese. I've only seen the first like three. Fast I, and I saw the first two. Um, the I first tried, two were cool. Now I, I, I actually like Tokyo Drift, and everyone yells I, at me. For I that. It's not terrible. I, I liked it. It was okay. No, I, I did. I did watch one of the more recent ones with The Rock, and it does nothing for me. Actually, just, no, you're right. I watched the one where they're chased. They're on the plane. They never and, stop. And for it's gas. the longest fucking. Um, you're right. They never yeah. stop for gas. It's the longest fucking runway in the history of runways. Of course. And I, I just, I don't get it, dude. It just no, it doesn't. Make it any does, sense. But the to, longest runway is in the Denver airport, by the way. No, but this, like, the truth is, like. It's a, it's a well business, said. right? So what what happens in a business? You have to pay. No, shut up! We're on a subject. Oh, the, but this is the cool. guy the guy that brings in the most money, your biggest earner. You're gonna pay the of most course, because you're gonna want him out he's there. He's giving you more, the biggest return, right? He's but he's the one that at the top because this is this is an artistic realm. You know the rock the rock makes money. That's. Is ba- Bottom, Dude, what it does. Uh, he hasn't. Emily Blunt a- is ten times the actor. The of Rock, of course, is. of course, she's a great actress. So I I think that alone rounds it out. The Rock makes enough money; he don't got to worry about nothing. Yeah. Emily Blunt makes her money. John they- Krasinski makes his money, so they're fine. Exactly. I don't give a shit about none of that because it's going to be great either way. Yeah, it's 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 a fucking silly argument, but you know the one I could think of. Like, th- okay, think of a movie where. 
it's it's about an iconic character, okay? okay. Let's just say an iconic character, and where the actor that played that character wasn't the lead bill on the movie. That one of the co-stars was the secondary characters. Right. Can you think of one? I I have one very specifically, and it was because he was the highest paid on the movie. Do you know what movie I'm thinking of, Ralph? No, just Batman and Robin. Arnold Schwarzenegger was top billing on Batman and Robin. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the only equivalent Bigger to Arnold Schwarzenegger, George Clooney, but George Clooney was a big name. Uma Thurman was a big name. You had big names in it, and of course, Arnold Schwarzenegger's getting the top billing because the closest thing in box office these days to Arnold Schwarzenegger is The Rock. Rock. He is the exact equivalent of The Rock. In fact, when it comes to just every movie he pumps out, makes insane money. The bad movies make insane. Money. San Andreas made insane money. Skyscraper made insane money. He is Jumanji. I actually like Jumanji. Jumanji was it, funny. It, he makes in every movie he puts out makes money so of course you're going to pay the person that is giving you the biggest return your best salesperson gets paid the most exactly he's the one selling the movie it's just business that's what people don't understand well they're not paid fairly yeah if emily blunt brought in more money then she would garner a bigger check absolutely that's just the way it is yeah you know what i mean all right ralph you brought something today i got well actually i want to do one other thing okay before we go to this because i kind of wanted to do this a little i have a question this is something that we've been talking about in my office um, for the last week, just as like... Yeah, know. it's been weird. Good. How weird? Enough. What car, is it talking ca- about? car crash? Huh? Okay, go on. Um, if you are on a desert island... Okay. Where's the beef? What would be the first thing you would do as soon as you crash there? So here's Jerk the off. You... Good one. Um, Shit. Okay, yes. Did you shit and all Eat that. pork rinds. Actually, no. If you go on a desert island, the last thing you want to do is shit by your... You want to shit as far away from your... Uh... I want to shit there. I'm marking my territory. Okay, this is going to work. Let's just <laughs> no, go on. Go on. No, no, let's hear No, it. he's just going to make a semicircle of shit yeah, to mark his Ralph, territory. Ralph, you get upset, you but don't you don't mark, do you this don't randomly. Your, you don't mark your territory with shit. You mark your territory with piss. I, animals eat shit. You I, never want to shit by Okay, but I need to hunt animals to eat. Second harvest. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. What's the first thing? Okay. Full of Hershey kisses. Like, okay, he's dead already. I'll talk to you. <laughs> okay. Because cool. you actually I died I feel of like could survive on a desert island, and I'm not even making yeah, He's a joke got more to anything. feed off of. That's very funny. What's the first thing you do if you went to a desert island? Uh, immediately try to build a fire, I guess. I agree with that. That's the first thing I would do. Would your first thing, though, be find a water source? Because this was a big argument is do you find water or fire first? Water. Actually. Now, like that, I think it's I would water. probably find a water source because if you're on a, an island, it's easy to not easy, but it's it's easier to make fire and find stuff to start a fire as opposed to finding a clean drinking source. So this is my counter argument to that: you can't just drink fresh water. You don't know what's in it. There's no, you, can't. you need right. fire to do it. You need fire to boil the water, or you can desalinize water with some contraption, you know, with seawater or whatnot. Sure. What is this castaway? Yeah. Well, that's that's kind of what my mindset is here. Now, I, I understand. So you need the fire. To, I think de- fire to, is your first thing you do, and that's but, your life. Okay. So going back to Castaway, remember how long it took him to make a fire? A while. You fucking dehydrate yourself trying to make the fire. Find a coconut. Drink the coconut water. Coconut that, water is great. You gotta find. You, you, well, if you stumble upon a coconut, how I, long is it going to take you? Besides. I can assholes, make a, I can make a okay, fire besides quickly. assholes that are Eagle Scouts, um, uh, you got to make a fire. It's going to take you a while. Mm. Rather than walk across the walk around the island a couple times leisurely, looking for water, take you an hour, and you say, "Shit, there's no water. Actually, I got to make a fire." He does make a good point. You assess the situation first. Absolutely, well, yeah. You, you you do that before anything. I think your first thing you do is you look for a water source. Your second thing you do is you look where the best spot for shelter is because on an island you're going to get hit with some type of water, and if you're just near the shore, you're going to get fucking pulled out and die anyway. 
fine. You find where your safest spot is to go. You look for indigenous people that may kill you. <laughs> that, that's that's part of the assessing of the situation. Try and convert them. Um, I think making the fire first is the quickest way to completely exhaust yourself and die. So I will not go with the fire first. See, I, I you find the biggest animal on the island. You kill it. You eat its heart. You gain its you wisdom. Never you, eat, you gain its wisdom. You, know, you gain right. its wisdom. You yeah, it. and there. You never eat animal organs. Uh, why? why? Because animal, different animals, especially mammals, hold different like. Um, I didn't notice. What I think we need to do a case study on Castaway. Um, <laughs> yeah. You have to find a volleyball yeah. and an ice skate to remove your like fucking cavity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you eat a liver, there are animals that their livers have like lethal amounts of vitamin A in it. You take one bite and you die. Like um, you, is, you only eat the meat. You don't is, eat the heart. Isn't vitamin? I always a like good, vitamin though? C. Yeah, you know what else is good? As we gallons go of water. On. You know what's not good? Drinking gallons of water in one sitting. That's very true. Why not? You've done it. Yeah, I have. I siphoned well, again. Uh, um, I, I think the theory of making the fire first makes sense, but I think you'll exhaust yourself entirely. Serves as a, Okay, serves as a, a source of warmth at night. Serves as a signal for other people. How long would it take you to make a fire? Me? Ten minutes. How long is it going to take one of us that wasn't a fucking jerk-off Boy Scout? Yeah, I don't care about you guys. No, I but I, I'm, I'm saying hypothetically here, if we're doing the argument, you're talking about yourself and your own experience. We're talking about as the whole. Making a fire isn't that difficult without lighters or matches i saw how long it took tom hanks and castaway he struggled immensely with it you and then he celebrated like he just got laid for as, the first time as someone who watched survivor in his younger years with, with my parents I, I feel like i can make a fire pretty, pretty. fire i mean i know difficult. how to make a fire that's, i mean I you have glasses that's, no, i know you, you you hold it up to the sun that <laughs> actually that's a works. good point that's a good point but in that plane crash you i would have lost my glasses you, you have a built-in cheat code and you're that's, like that's, oh i have to rub two sticks together that's true you know what he would do he would throw his glasses in the ocean and go Fuck free now. Yeah, I'm Dude. freedom. He, he, I don't need to fucking drive anymore. Fuck How beans. quickly yeah, would fuck he, beans. He'd be in the field position in 20 minutes. Oh, dude. It I turns out he's on, I would, he's I on would, the coast of Florida. I would kill myself. Yeah, I'm just on the... I'm a, Yo, he's just going to stand in the surf as he just slowly sinks into <laughs> yeah. the sand. He land across the water and he goes, I guess I'm fucked. He's, no, he's going like, to be like Steve Carell on dinner for schmucks. Just walk, up to, <laughs> just walk into the water waist high and just stand Didn't there. Drown myself. <laughs> you, okay. want, you want to do your play? All right. All right. So this is a callback to the first uh, two times Taylor was on. Wait this up. one, even more than the other ones, was half-assed. So. Okay. So what color is who? Okay. I'm going to be Garba. Okay. You are uh, Dudley. I'm the narrator. Uh, and you're the narrator slash a later character. Okay. So I'm blue. You're blue. I'm blue. Um, Taylor, you're yellow. And Ralph, you're red. Don't go ahead. All right, guys. Ride with us here. <coughs> Enter Garba into the room. Dudley is burning the incense and candles as he leaves and he sings. Oh, oh with leaves. Jesus, dude. If I'm going to do this, I'm going to No, read exactly how it's written. Enter Garba into the room. Dudley is burning incense and candles. And as he leaves, he sings some god awful song while wearing a Motel 6 brand banded bathroom. He looks like a jerk off. <laughs> that was supposed to be bathrobe. I know. Uh, You're yellow. Oh, am I? Yeah. I'm, I'm colorblind. Singing. Um. It is the most holiest days as we spread the sacred leaves on the ground of our guardian girl. Okay. Okay, Dudley, I'll fight. What the fuck is this? Oh, nothing. Just celebrating my religion's most important holiday. That's right. It's New Year's Day. Garba kicks a few of the wet leaves off the table onto the ground. So that's why you're spreading lawn clippings on my new table and wearing a bathrobe? Since when are you religious? What religion is this? Garba! <laughs> Those are sacred eclipse. Uh, what the fuck is this? 
<laughs> pronounce it. Just pronounce it the way I it's spelled. I wrote it phonetically. Yeah. Eucalyptus. <laughs> eucalyptus? No. <laughs> no, pronounce it how it's spelled. Garvin doesn't say eucalyptus. Spell it like, say it like that. Eucalyptus. What okay. do I have? Lupus? <laughs> no, <Hopefully>. you. <laughs> For Mother Giraffe to feast on when she returns at midnight. What the fuck? Garba rubs his eyes. Do you mean eucalyptus? No, no, I'm not doing this. You're on your own. I'm not doing this again. You summon some demon or ancient mummy. You get screwed for a million years. It's old. I'm sick of it. Enjoy your giraffe or whatever the fuck you're babbling about. You jump the proverbial shark. Garba gets up and leaves the room. The robe Dudley alone with his ceremonial bullshit. Garba? Are you really gone? Waits a few seconds. Please come back. I don't want to face Mama Giraffe alone. Dudley only hears deafening silence in return. Garba! Please come back! Suddenly... Wait, can you redo that line again? I didn't hear enough passion. I want to fear fear. Yeah, fear. Garba! Please come back! Suddenly, a high-pitched female voice answers back. You know he's abandoned you, (laughs) right? Garba? Is that yo? Shut up! Obviously not. I'm your precious mother giraffe. You know you messed up badly, right? These aren't even eucalyptus leaves. They're poison ivy leaves. And you did the full ritual, right? Yes. Then then dump them out of your crotch and go to the hospital. Garbo will drive you. Also, choose a new religion. We don't want you. Goodbye. Wait, wait. Please come back. Garbo! Mother giraffe? They look like eucalypt sleeves. Fade to black. <laughs> so I'll tell you why I wrote All right, this. boys. <laughs> nice round of applause there. I think that's that's the worst one. That yet. was... Okay, I'll tell you the story behind this. I had a dream... Okay, Martin. ...about this. <laughs> like, Did you? And I wrote it down as quickly as possible as soon as I woke up trying to remember everything. That was... Um, <laughs> I didn't even double check it. I said, fuck it. We'll do it in one Are you really take. writing a play? Yeah, I want to write a play. Uh, who's going to compose the music? I don't know. Oh, well, it's not a musical. It might be a musical. I don't know. Don't you know a guy? Yeah, you got to know. Oh, we actually do know a guy. We know a guy. Ooh, uh, Vince, we might have to talk about making some uh, some tracks for us. To, we're going to do a play. We're going to rent out. Like, I want to do a nightmare. Nightman cometh. What's it going to be called? I don't know. I don't the, have the, any the, ideas. The, the Micah cometh. Oh, do you want to be the main character? The Micah cometh. You won't be no. Dudley. No. Maybe you'll be Dudley. The first half will start out, and you're like 190 pounds. And the second half starts, and you're you. I had, excuse me? <laughs> well, I haven't, I haven't been in 190 pounds since I was like in sixth two? grade. Oh. Um, yeah, that makes sense. You're a big boy. Dude, uh, no, like, no bullshit. I'm down, to, I'm down 40 pounds. I, I do down think to we. I know. Well, you look I, good. I legitimately. I, I was watching Barry, and I was like, you know what? I'm Barry's so good. Bar- uh, Barry is my great. favorite show the last three years, I think. It's so funny. Um, I saw this story about a, a funeral in Peru, and they did the repass. Oh, no. And nine people got food poisoning and died. You go oh. to a funeral and you die. I mean, <laughs> I wish it happened at my dad's repass. Anything else would have been better. Yeah, because I was there, so that's well, why you. Well, I took to you out with me. Yeah. It was all worth it. Yeah, good. <laughs> I'm going down. I'm taking you with me. That that sounds like it to me. Oh, um, there's a new um uh, dress thing. Remember the the dress colors. Uh, remember the dress that you thought I was trolling you about. The is a dress blue and black or uh, yellow and yeah. Blue? I thought that was an elaborate Dude, hoax. You know, but it he, turns out the entire world was enamored. He with was it. convinced that Greg and I were trolling him. Like when that whole thing was happening, like he did not believe that it was a real Those thing. Those are the best trolls that aren't and even trolls. He, he like actually thought we got other people in on it, which isn't at that side of a. 
realm of possibility. But then when he saw certain people posting about it, he's like, oh, they're not fucking with me. So there's this new one. Um, it involves Sesame Street. Did you guys hear about the, the Grover Sesame Street yeah. stuff? I mean, uh, yeah, no, it's in the book you gave me. No, no, that, the Jewish... Uh, Where is that book, by the way? It's in my car. It's in my car. Go get um, it. Okay, so... Go get uh, Taylor, it. Read Taylor, it. you didn't see this. Um, so there's some controversy of Grover said fuck on Sesame Street. Okay. Okay. So uh, I want to see if I can find the video and tell me if this sounds like fuck to you. What does that sound like to you? Yeah, that's a fucking excellent idea. Okay, do some it again. Do it again. Some people are not hearing fucking excellent. Okay. That's, a, that's fu- a fucking excellent, excellent idea. idea. That's what he there, said. There are people that are not hearing fucking. I don't think. Uh, uh, it, I, I don't think. I, I, I don't a, understand. It, how it's only could, one syllable. It sounds like he kind of. He adds a word. He does it's, word. The other ones I could understand that people are hearing different things based on the pitch and what you hear. That's, but he's yeah, saying fuck. People are not hearing that. No, I say I think people not hearing that is being fucking stupid. The other one with the high pitch with the frequency. The Yan, what was it? What were the two names? Yanni yeah. and Laurel. La, Yanni and Laurel. Laurel. Yeah, which, what, no, which is like fucking silly. And then the silly. Green Needle and Brainstorm. Oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. one was. But you real. could hear Brain Brain Needle and Brain Needle. Yeah, you yeah. could hear multiple. But depending like, on. like that stuff is stupid, and that could be like. You know, like, like, yeah, it could be Grover distorted. said fucking. He 100% did. He absolutely, you heard fucking too, right? I hear it when I force myself to hear it, but I, the first time you played, I didn't hear it. That's all I've been able to hear is fucking. I really hope Sesame Street's going down like a dark path now. I hope And so. they're just going to start cursing and I teaching would, they kids. just turn heel. Yeah, exactly. That's what I want. Yo, did you, um, I, I was going to ask you about this. Do you know sure. about, uh, the, uh, FX? You know, like anything after like 10 o'clock now, they let, Oh yeah, they are allowed to do that. Actually, that's station. funny because I was watching. I, I, I was watching. Uh, this is the end last night. Dude, I had no idea. I was watching, that? Yeah. No, they, I, was, I was watching Deadpool the other night, and they like, say cock and shit. Yeah, they said everything about it except I, they didn't show all the gore. They really, they cut out it. like words that will be overly sexual. Right. Like like they would. He said. Uh, she said, I, "I'll fuck him tonight." When Mindy said that about Michael Sarah mm. in the beginning, if I don't get to fuck Michael, Sarah, you're allowed they, to say it too. You There's, can say you fuck can whatever you want. The whole the whole way it started with ratings and movies is you're technically allowed to put cursing. In any uh, any amount of cursing in movies, but the second it becomes violent or sexual, that's when it becomes an R rating. So you could right. say "fuck you," but if you say "I'm gonna fuck you," automatic rated R. Right. That's how it works. Um. So yeah, but I was watching it. They cut out fucking, and then I hear cock, and I'm like, okay, whatever. And I also Weird. forgot how funny this is. The end is. It's also great. It's one of the funniest goddamn movies I I've love seen. This is the end. Yeah, I dropping loads everywhere in this fucking house. Uh, dude, Danny McBride in that movie is one of my and James Franco in that is unreal. <laughs> not 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 the Rogan. Not the Rogan. Not the Rogan. Um, Ralph, do you have any other stories? I'm pretty much tapped on stories. No, I didn't want to do stories, but I wanted to do what we did last week since it's uh, playoff time. I want to do our picks sure. uh, on the air. Let's I, do it. Sure. Um, do you actually check uh, the records from No, I didn't week? get to check them. I think you ended up like one game or two games ahead of me. So um, I know I had a two-game uh, yeah, lead going into it. And I think it. you. Uh, I think we were about one even. I think you were one up on me or maybe one. It was one. I was one up on you. I think it was one or two. I have to double-check the scores, but we'll. I'll do that at, um, okay. tomorrow. But let's do our... Our, um, uh, picks for the uh, All playoffs. Right, pull up the thing, and yeah, then we'll do hot takes after that and wrap this motherfucker up. Um, all right, let me do it in order of... You know, I also just realized another podcast sent me a promo to put on here, and I forgot to plug it at the beginning. Um, I'll, uh, guys, I'm sorry. It's the Corner House podcast. I'll put you in next week um, with Taylor's first co-hosting one. I think that's a good segue to that. Um, cool. Okay, let's go. Okay. What game first do we have game, first? Colts at Texans. Colts at Texans um, in Houston. Uh, I'm going to take the Colts. 
I think um, specifically T.Y. Hilton owns. I know he's hurt. He destroys the Texans. I think the the Colts are riding high. I think they have all the momentum going in. They're one of those teams that I could see making a very deep run. I think the Texans are a very good team. Uh, I just think in this game, uh, the the mojo is working very well for the Colts, and I think that uh, Andrew Luck is playing entirely too well right now. So of all the games, this is the toughest one for me, and I could go either way. Um, I think I'm going to go with the Texans because I think that no team, save for maybe the Chargers, has played better football over the last you know two month period. They had you know one dud in there. I forget which one now, it was. My my question is, they've had one of the easier schedules in the league this year because they finished last in the uh, the division last year. So I do wonder about their quality of competition. That affects that affects two games. Sure, but I mean it, it absolutely has to be factored in. And what did the Colts do with you, them this year? They split. Did they split or they, they swept split. them? They split. They split. Okay. And who, where did they? Sp- uh, who won where? Uh, I think my, they both won at home. They both won at, won home. at home. Okay. Yeah, I, was, uh, <laughs> I just think T. Y. Hilton's destruction of the the Col- the Texans throughout his career is going to be the big difference. Maker. I think um, his numbers against them are Watson, insane. I think. Uh, oh, he's playing great. Yeah, Watson. He's back to Watson. Um, and I think the Texans are due to have a breakout game in the playoffs. They yeah, really they have, have to. Um, I think Bill O'Brien actually. Looked like a good coach, and I know he's been very hit or miss. I know you've been especially critical. Yeah, sure. I've actually liked him this no, year. No, me too. Um, it's kind of why I did Cousins, which was a object failure, that eventually he's going to have to get it right, and I think this is the game he gets it right against a divisional ri- rival at home with your quarterback finally healthy. Give me the Texans. Yeah, I think I'd ha- I'm just going to go with the Colts. I like the Colts better. I like their coaching better. I like... I think their offensive line is going to be able to hold up. I think um, I think Quentin Nelson's going to keep uh, oh JJ Watt in check, and I think yeah. it's, it's everyone else taking care of uh, Jadavion Clowney. The, the quick passing game, I think, um, is going to be too much for the Texans. I think the X factor is going to be Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack has to have a huge game, <sighs> yep. and I think that that will happen. But um, it's just it's so hard because the Texans are so good. This is the biggest coin flip game, I and think. also especially yeah, I could go either way. With and this. especially too, I just want to throw this stat out because I saw it last night and I couldn't believe it: 115 receptions, zero drops for DeAndre Hopkins yep, this year. The great. Not one drop. Yeah, he's uh, he fucking guys. One quietly, one of the great. He, he broke Antonio Brown's record for most receptions. Top in his three first wide five receiver seasons. in this league. Honestly, top, I think he's the best receiver in the league. And not, I mean, like top three would be like A. B. Michael Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins, and DeAndre Hopkins. Throw like, Julio. That, those, Julio had a fantastic year. Julio yeah, but, had a great year, but he doesn't. He, he doesn't score the same he, way. He I'm sorry, score. that has to be factored. Well, in. Oh no, Julio, second half. Julio, oh, second half. He was he was great, but it just consistently. No, I agree. I think Hopkins is the best in the league. Hopkins is the best in the league. Some of some of the touchdown grabs. He gets oh, his Hopkins, Hopkins, yeah, no. He, there's no one better at the the jump ball than DeAndre Hopkins. Maybe Allen Robinson is great. Allen Robinson's or, unreal. Real quick, does ball. he um does he end up being better than Andre Johnson when it's all said and done? For yeah, at this rate, yeah, 100%. I agree. Yeah, all right. Next game, Seahawks at Cowboys. Taylor, why don't you go first? Uh, I'm going to take the Seahawks. Listen, I would love to say the Cowboys, but the Cowboys are riding too high, yep. and I think they're going to come back down to earth um, because I've spoken to a lot of Cowboys fans, and a lot of them say the same thing. Well, we we did it to the Saints. We did it to these people. I'm like, listen, you, you could play great one week and play like shit the next week. I think Seattle has a lot of good things going for him. I don't think that defense is going to stop Cody Carson. I think Russell Wilson is going to escape the pocket. And Demarcus, he's gonna run around Demarcus Lawrence yep. all all day. The secondary isn't good enough. The only way that the Cowboys either make it a game or win is if Vander Esch somehow gets 
and contains Russell Wilson. That's the yeah. only way I see that happening. Because that secondary is bad, and those wide receivers are good enough. Their and front they seven is the best that. in the league, the Cowboys. That's right. the big difference. But who's also great at escaping pressure? Absolutely. Russell Wilson. Yeah. And who's great at throwing on the run? Correct. Russell Wilson. So, so there's a lot of stuff going for it. But I'll, I'm going to take the Seahawks. I'll follow up. I uh, completely agree. I think the Seahawks got this. I think the, the experience of Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll is going to be all the difference. Um, I think that their defense, while it's not you know the Legion of Boom, uh, Bobby Wagner is quietly putting together a whole of Fame career at middle linebacker. Uh, he's probably the best linebacker in the league. Uh, I, I just don't see the Cowboys being able to go four quarters with containing Russell Wilson, containing Doug Baldwin, containing Tyler Lockett. I think that they're doing so many things well. I think that they have the attitude of that um, the the season when they had the beast mode run, where if they get one big play, that'll break the Cowboys. Yep. As long as they don't turn the ball over they're going to win the game. And they can't get into a situation where Russell Wilson has to throw the ball 40 times. It's not a knock on Russell Wilson. It's just the way the game goes. With that kind of defense, if he has to throw the ball 40 times, that means that that front seven is completely collapsing the pocket and not allowing them to run the ball. But Russell Wilson has quietly had an MVP caliber season. Um, when it, in a season when people thought the Seahawks were rebuilding and done, they're right here. I don't think they're necessarily a Super Bowl caliber team, but I do think that they have more than enough options, more than the firepower, and um, Pete Carroll is a better coach than Jason Garrett, and I think they win this game on the road. Mm-hmm. I agree entirely for all the reasons you said. Um, my two big X factors are nobody runs the ball better than Seattle, be it Russell Wilson, be it their running backs, where they seem to have a good rhythm between you know switching. Very good running back by committee. Um, yeah, they know. They do it the right that, way. It doesn't work that well no, often, really but it works really well. I mean, for it's Seattle. clear that Carson's is number one. But yeah, it's still you true. also have um, they have the experience, even though they're a young team, they have a good mix of you know faces that have been there and new faces. And then the tiebreaker for me always goes to quarterback, goes to Seattle, and then my. Second tiebreaker, coaching. Pete Carroll's one of the best coaches in the league. His coaching job this year was second to none. Any other year, if he didn't have these super teams, I think he would be a coach. I think of the year he. Added. I think it's him. He or may Anthony still Lynn. be. Yeah. In, um, He's in the discussion at least. Yeah, it's him or Anthony the Lynn. Shit out of his gun. Yeah. So I go. We're all in agreement well. there in yep. Seattle. Okay. Chargers Ravens. I'll start. I'm going Ravens. Because you did it last time when we when we talked you out of it. Ravens are the team. There is something that this team has. The Ravens, just when you get on a roll with them, I think Lamar Jackson has jolted life into that team. I think teams haven't figured out how to stop him yet. I've said that he's going to have a good season and a half before the league catches up to him, and they haven't caught up to him yet. The fact that this team rose up when their backs were against the wall... Um, I don't trust the Chargers. I know that they have the second-best record of the AFC or tied for second-best. I forget where it was. Um, the fact is, they're still the Chargers. They're on the road. The Ravens are a team that's been there. They know what they're doing. I Give me um, give me the Ravens. X-Factor, I go with coaching. Um, Harbaugh. Harbaugh. Um, better quarterback, obviously, is Phillip Rivers. Of course. But Lamar Jackson is such a curveball that I could see him having one of those throws for 90 he's yards. So, he's and so runs dynamic. For, you know, 180. You still have Joey Bosa. I know that he's back, but he's playing still, really well. He he's still you know he's still yeah he's yeah. still injured. He's not the Joey Bosa that he should be at this point. Sure, he's coming back from an injury. Give me the Ravens, Taylor. Um, I'm going to take the Chargers just because I think that defense is too good, and I think they'll contain Lamar uh, Lamar Jackson. Um, they'll contain the running game. They'll contain everything about it, and I I just don't think the the Bolt, uh the Ravens are a good enough team to compete on the same level as the Chargers. That's just how I feel about it. I think um, offensively, the Chargers are much more dynamic in the passing game and in the running game. I also think the uh, Mel- uh, Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa will both get, uh, will get to Lamar Jackson and stop him in his tracks. 
it's just one of those things. I, I the Chargers are a better team, and I think the Ravens have been a great story with Lamar Jackson. Yes, for, six as, and one since he took over. Since he started, you know, it's been fun, and it's kept things lighthearted. But it's just, it's not. It's not meant to be, at least this year, but I think they found their quarterback of the future, but i got to take the Chargers. All right, so, um, you know, my my head tells me that the fact that the Ravens beat them two weeks ago means the Chargers should win, but I'm going to take the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I think that the the history of West Coast teams traveling east in the playoffs uh, specifically shows that they do not win, and uh, in Philip Rivers' history as a Chargers, his record on East Coast games is dreadful. It's uh, it's pretty insane for such a great quarterback. And I know he's had bad teams. It's not him, but his numbers on the East Coast are so bad. Um, I also thi- just throw in one thing. I don't mean to interrupt sure, you. Sure. Um, they don't have a fan base that travels. Yes, they're fan. They don't all. have a fan base that they don't have a fan base. They don't have a fan base. <laughs> <laughs> I think that uh, the the Ravens also know that there is still, for some reason, wild speculation that John Harbaugh is not going to return. Um, and I think that they re- he's one of the most beloved coaches by his players, and they know that they're playing for to say to the owner, like, "Yo, like we want this, we want to play for this guy." I think that their defense is one of the two, only two defenses in the playoffs that has that kind of defense that can contain any offense um we saw them pretty much contain Patrick Mahomes on the road in uh, at Arrowhead that's saying a lot um and the way the team is built is built for the playoffs they run the ball better than anyone in the playoffs they control the clock better than any team in the playoffs uh and their defense again is unbelievably good uh they're they're great at attacking the ball at the line of scrimmage they get more tip passes than any team in the league and again just that ability to stop the run run the ball and create big plays at times uh um, it's not a vertical passing game. They are. It's amazing, really, how much this team looks like the 49ers when Kaepernick took over because of the ability to to create turnovers, stop the run, run the ball, and have a quarterback that can create plays with his legs. I think that the, the experience of the Ravens is going to be entirely too much because we know we've been there. That's a very difficult building to play in uh, for the Chargers. I don't think Keenan Allen's still not 100%. Melvin Gordon's still not 100%. As Ralph said, Joey Bosa's still not 100%. Um, I would really like to see... Philip Rivers win. It's going to be unfortunate after this great season uh, for the team if he gets another one and done when this team could have very easily been the one seed as well. But this is why the Chargers are not the one seed because they have these games like they did against the Broncos where they lay an egg. Um, but, you know, we did see them go to Pittsburgh and have a big comeback. You know, they had a couple breaks that went they their way. A huge Kansas City game. Yeah, the obviously. huge Kansas City game. On the road, um, Exactly. So they, they've done it before. This is another really tough one, but I just think the Ravens' defense is going to be entirely too much I think of them. all the games, this is the one that I'm most looking forward to. Yeah, this I to really... me, it resembles the most of uh, playoff football. Like, this yeah. is the kind of nasty game. Both defenses are good. Both teams can run the ball. Both teams have quarterbacks <laughs> playing at a very high level. I'm really excited for this game. Okay, and then the, the last one, Bears or Eagles at Bears. Who? Okay, this is a really, really tough one um, because you know you got Nick Foles, big dick Nick. You got the magic of Nick Foles in the playoffs. He's playing so well. He's fine. His ribs are good. Um, oh, he's good now. Yeah, he's good. Okay. They said the next day he was fine. He's a little sore. He's good. Um, there's something different about the way the Eagles play. Doug Peterson completely changes his play calling with Foles, going to more of a vertical attack down the field rather than with Wentz, where it's more side to side. Um, with that said, 
uh, the Bears at home are a really, really tough team. They are one of the, the only other defense next to the Ravens that I could see having that deep run, being able to, to create turnovers. They create more turnovers than anyone in the league. Um, being able to run the ball, the creative play calling. Uh, the X factor here is the play of Mitch Trubisky because while his peripheral numbers are good, he leaves a lot of plays on the field as much as he creates them. And in the playoffs, you can't leave plays on the field. And especially with a team like the Eagles, who they know where they're at. They're backing into the playoffs, which is a team that is often the most dangerous. They have a coach in Doug Peterson that coaches with bigger balls than anyone in the league, where he's going to go for it on fourth down, which he started doing suddenly when they started winning again. He started going for it on fourth down all the time again. But I think the I think Khalil Mack's going to have a big game. I think that um, Nick Foles is going to have a very hard time driving the ball down the field. I think they're going to have a very hard time running the ball. And I think that the big playability of the Bears on offense is going to be too much for Nick Foles and the Eagles offense to overcome. So I'm taking the Bears. Um, I'm going to have to take the Bears, too. I just don't have any faith in the Eagles. I really don't. Um, they do not have a... They don't have an existing running game outside of Darren Sproles, to be Correct. honest with you. Which, it, so, it, him coming back has been huge for them. Oh, it's been but great. Still. But he, he's not going to be able to carry against the Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks and Eddie Jackson and Adrian Amos. Absolutely. It's uh, Raekwon, Raekwon Smith. Yeah, Raekwon Smith. That, that defense is too good. Yeah. And they'll give up a big play here or a big play there, but the Eagles can't possibly contain Jordan Howard, Ty, uh, Tyreek Cohen. Tyreek Cohen, yeah. Tyreek Cohen. Tyreek Cohen. Tyreek Cohen, yeah. The Bears are just stacked all over the place, yeah. and I think that they're going to win this game very much handily, especially taking care of business at home. You have to, especially yeah. in the playoffs. And people seem to forget that the um, Eagle, a lot of the Eagles' magic last year is based on them having home field, not being a wild card team. That yeah. was huge. And it was I, huge. it's just it's one of those things. I, I don't see how the Bears don't win this game, and if they and if they if the Eagles do win, then I be I'm going to pick them. To, I'm going to pick them to win the whole thing. Then you sh- you should be very very yeah. scared. I have a lo- I have a lot of faith in the titty kisser Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. And what he's able to do, he went from being a fucking idiot coming out of North Carolina yep. to being a, a much you, more Matt manageable Nagy. quarterback. Yep. So let's go Bears. Um, I don't mean to take the drama out of it, but I actually go Bears as well. Yeah. Um, this one was a lot tougher than I thought it would be. My first instinct was just to blindly go Bears. And then the more I thought about it, um, it came down to I just couldn't pick the Eagles. That was my tiebreaker for a lot of the reasons Dan said. I think my big thing is that when you have this team that takes a lot of risks like a Peterson team does, you're also prone to make mistakes. Absolutely. I don't care how well coached you are, how much you practice it, you are going to turn the ball over and no defense forces turnovers like this Bears team. It is an old-school defense. It's an old-school Bears team. It's an old-school Bears team. And this is the first... I. I think this team actually may be a better team than the Super Bowl team. They haven't had a great Bears team in a long time. I don't even know if there's a great one. The last one. time they had a good team was when they went to the NFC Championship against the Packers. And that, that we don't even, Cutler got hurt. I don't even know if that was... They th- were a pretty good team that year. Their defense was pretty nasty that year. Did that, anyone, was that Matt Forte or Thomas Jones? Matt Forte. That was Matt Forte. I think it was his first or second year. Yeah. Um, but I didn't consider that a great Bears No, they were team. good, but not great. Um, this is the first Bears team that feels like maybe the Bears potentially are back. It's going to be a tough building to play in that day. They have a quarterback, and that is a home field advantage that I think because the Bears have been bad for so long, we kind of forget how... Oh, those fans are going to be be wild. Um, I think that if... 
the Eagle, I could see it being a blowout with, in the Bears' favor because of that ability to force turnovers. You know, this could be a team that, you know, has a 14 nothing lead. And that's when it's going to get ugly. If the Eagles win, they're going to win by the skin of their teeth. It's going to be a, you know, they got lucky on a fourth and one, throwing it falls or something. Last second forward. field goal. Fleet Ficker. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck they'll do. Um, the Minnesota Miracle. I go, um, I go Bears. All right, so why don't we just really quick, what's your um, Super Bowl matchup pick? Uh, my matchup pick was Packers Steelers. Well, no, I mean now, like with um, the teams that are in. Can you give me a second to think about? Because sure. Taylor, do you have one? Uh, I mean, I really don't know. If I really had to pick Patriots Saints, if I had to just pick right now, because my original pick was was uh, what was it? Rams Jaguars. Yeah. Oh. That, that, that um. I, my pick is I, I. What I want to see, I would love to see Saints Colts. That to me is the most Saints, fun Colts game. Would be great. I think it's going to be. Saints Ravens. <coughs> Saints um, who? Ravens. Ravens. I think their defense and their build. I think you can't discount how important it is controlling that the clock. Team has something going on? It, that, no, that, there's something special. Remember there, for the sure. Super Bowl defense team? wins in the playoffs. Defense wins. Nothing else. And experience and coaching and quarterback and play. running the ball. And right now they are doing all of that. Yeah, just ask Matt I, Ryan. I would take the Chiefs if they still had Kareem Hunt. If they still had the ability to run the ball, it's a different team. And Chief. it's a different team without Sammy Watkins for the Chiefs too. Yep. Well, they got Kelvin Benjamin. You know how oh, great boy. he is. All right, make your um, pick. You know, I'm going with Taylor, and I've said this before. The Patriots always seem to play their best football when they're not the story. Right. And this has there been a Patriots year? Um, here's the thing, though. I don't know if they can get over the Ravens. They historically have not been able to. Ravens and, will whoop their ass in um, Gillette. They want to go to Gillette. That's the thing. That's a team. the only team that can go up against them. If they beat the uh, the Ravens, then I think they're going um, They're going to... Well, if they win, the Ravens aren't. No, no, I'm sorry. Just let's not even worry about. I, I was trying to do the bracket in my head. Um, if they beat the Ravens, I think they become the AFC representative. Um, it's either between those two, though. I've completely lost faith in the Chiefs for the reasons you said. Yeah. All of them. They they just look like a team that's unraveling, right. not full unravel. And um, I don't really trust the Chargers. All right, let's do some hot takes. Um, want me to go first? You go first. You know, it's funny. I had this hot take before all this news broke yesterday, but my hot take was going to be that Antonio Brown is not going to be a Steeler next year. And oh. it's even I reinforce it even more now. I don't know if you heard the news yesterday, Taylor, about Antonio Brown. Ralph, you heard it as well? Yep. Um, I, I felt this way for one specific reason. Name the superstar number one wide receiver with the Steelers that finished, his, car that finished his career oh. with the Steelers. Lynn Swan? I, I'm talking, let's say, in the last 20 years. Heinz Ward? Heinz Ward. I'm not, I'm not putting him in the same level as like a Plaxico Burr. He was a great receiver. I love Heinz Ward. I'm talking that that one that took the top off the defense. Heinz Ward was he was great, but he did a lot of the little things. I'm talking the guys that you know averaged 19 yards per reception. Mike Wallace, Plaxico Burris. Uh, they, they don't finish their career. Um, Martavius Bryant. Was, These guys, the ones that are the superstar. Bryant had one, but he was season. dynamic, explosive. What, what, they don't hang on to those guys. Was, wasn't uh, wasn't Cordell Stewart a wide receiver before they switched from the quarterback? Mm. No, they actually he was a quarterback that they just used in a bunch of weird ways. Yeah, I, I remember his name was Slash. I think um, I think Antonio back. Brown is one uh, now more than ever. I thought this before. I thought he was a goner anyway, um, especially because the uh, the Steelers wide receiver coach, who has been their wide receiver coach for the last five years and helped develop Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster, Martavius Bryant, everyone else that's come up is retiring, and there's been lots of talks that he is the one that manages these personalities. And as he's stepped away, you've started to see the the cracks in the. 
Steelers, especially on their offense, and the fact that it's if the Steelers have to pick between Ben Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown, they're taking Ben Roethlisberger any day of the week. And it doesn't help that they have Juju. Yeah, they have Juju who had a better year. Than and is a Antonio better Brown. has a great locker room, great attitude, um, a lot of accountability, and I like Antonio Brown. I don't think he's necessarily a diva, but he certainly is flamboyant. Little things he, come out about him. Yes. you never have he's the big story. Like yeah, he, yeah, but he's not like Odell Beckham. No, that no, bad. not at all. Because I because I, I think he actually wins. He was also like what he was he a six round draft. Yeah, pick? he, he busts so his got ass. that edge. That's one. He thing. plays with a chip on his shoulder. He blocks hard. He does everything that you want, but it's just the Steelers' history of, of, of just in general superstar players. I mean, you just saw with Le'Veon Bell, they don't like keep hanging on to them too long. What's his sign to though? What's his contract? It's situation? a big contract, but you a team will trade for that, just like 100%. a team will still trade for Odell Beckham if the offer's right. Santonio Holmes was another San one. Santonio Holmes, another good one. They're, yeah. These they're guys are the dynamic, big personality receivers. Heinz Ward wasn't a big personality. He he was very gritty, grinded out, one of the best blocking wide receivers I've a, ever seen. He was just a... I think he's a Hall of Famer just based on his blocking alone. I mean, His number, receiving numbers alone are really good. I think good. Heinz Ward's a Hall of Famer. I think he should. I don't he think he's going to get in, but... He'll get in, like, down the road. So my, my hot take take is um, Antonio Brown, bye-bye to Pittsburgh. I don't know where he's going yet. There's a lot of options. I think um, Indianapolis is I mean, the spot. Could uh, make sense. I think, I, think uh, I know a lot of people have Le'Veon Bell linked to the Colts. You could see both of them go there. <laughs> a lot of people have Le'Veon Bell linked to the Jets, too. I know. Well, the Jets have Le'Veon Bell linked to the Jets. but um, Everyone links to the Jets at some yeah, point. They, and no one goes. they always link to the Jets and Bills, and like two of the players go. No one goes to the Bills. Jets and the Mets have that habit of getting guys, you know, five years after yeah, they should have got exactly. them. All right, who's got the next hot take? Um, I'll do one. It's not as much a hot take, but more an observation. So I stumbled upon this uh, guy who made a few videos on um, YouTube about the history of Mortal Kombat. And, um, <laughs> okay. Me and Dan talked about in previous episodes, you're either a Mortal Kombat street fighter. He was a Mortal Kombat guy, I was a street fighter guy. Mortal Kombat all um, day. I love Mortal Kombat, but, you know, if I had to choose between the two. But it did make me realize... Oh! It's, it's so bright outside, it's ridiculous. That was very weird. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's also very strange, because it's got this weird... It feels like it's going to storm, but the sky is relatively clear. Like Dude, it's it's, it's gorgeous. It it's is gorgeous, gorgeous but outside. there's like this like strong gust of wind that comes out of nowhere. Yes, <laughs> it's like you feel like you're in the eye of a hurricane almost. <laughs> um, what happened to fighting games though? We haven't had a good fight, like a really good fighting game in how long? In a while. I mean, I remember growing up on like Sega. Was it Sega Saturn? I used to play a uh, Virtual Fighter a lot. Virtual Fighter was great. No, okay. Justice was fun, but it, but it's super. But I'm talking about games that like were a phenomenon. We haven't had like one of those. Game of the year potential candidates. Everyone's talking about it. Well, well, because in the realm of Marvel video games now, like, like, like now you have stuff like Red Dead Redemption, Skyrim. The so, games are too so, simple so these, for people. So these sky, so these side scroller platformers, like no one on, gives a shit. You, you have know? games on like the Wii or whatever it is. Yeah, but the Switch. Wii is more of an immersive experience. But you still have games that go, you know, must have from that. So simple games. Because right. I thought about that. That was all my arguments. But it's a big part of it, I think. It's for a big sure. part of it, but you still get it on the right platform. No, absolutely. And if you make, if you make, I'll give you an example. Street Fighter Four came out. Okay. My one buddy had, and it was great. I loved it, and it was a complicated game. You had unlockables. There was a story mode. Like it wasn't just plug in, fight each other. Right. It had all the making. No, it wasn't Red Dead Redemption, but how many games are? And it was good. It came and went. Why don't they click anymore? And I think it's because 
They're just rehashing also, the same form. I also well, think the real fighting games have reached such a dynamic level, like your Fight Night games, your UFC video games, that the realism of those versus the cartoonish kind of stuff, it's just, it, you know, the big thing with like Mortal Kombat when it came out was so much of the shock value, and the games got better and better, and the graphics got better and better, and, but then they, there's a level where people just button mash when they play them, yeah. and with the real fighting games, you can't really button mash. You could spam things, sure, but you can't button mash with the guys that are actually really good at it and i think the other problem and for my issue with a lot of the fighting games is when people are really good at them and you're playing against them they are not fun to play when actually disgusting at i'll them. give you an i'll give you an argument because there's one that we're completely forgetting super smash brothers that's a phenomenon that is a game that people drop their shit for that is all over the place i think that kind of stands on its own though but, I think- but if it can do it why can't other games do it um mortal kombat annihilation oh it, the movie i was it a movie? I know it was a game, but I don't know if no, it was a movie. It was a movie. Because there was a game called Annihilation, yeah. too. The, the movie. Well, no, I mean, really I, I think a lot of it has to do with, like, especially, uh, specifically us, because, like, we're old enough where we had to go to an arcade to play those types of games. Well, I'd say Genesis. And, 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 like, having... And like having that experience, playing like a playing a yeah, that was a lot fighting of fighting games. games and you had like to unlock people and stuff. It exactly, was like- you know what I mean. And going through that process. So when you have it on a, on a console, and it, it it takes away that that fun and that I don't I don't think those games have to too me, much. I think so much games now rely on replay value too. And unless you're playing Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter with friends, the replay value is minimal. That's what I'm saying. Like you run through the story mode, whatever that may be, and then w- what's the worst? You're gonna play someone. Well, I don't line? see you playing them very often either. I'm, so I, I'm you hurt right in there argument. with that. So you know, what is I it for you that I'm the just, reason... I don't know. That's what I'm saying. What? They're not as good. When did it change? When it went to 3D? I, 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 think, I, I think it became too... They look too good. When... Yeah, when, when when the home console, like more so in like the early two thousands, really became, became a, a thing and became a became a, a an, 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 an entertainment Absolutely. console as opposed to a gaming console, because that's all that's what the Xbox is. The PlayStation, at least, is more or less it, it's a gaming console with the ability to stream. For sure, whereas I, the Xbox is an overall entertainment system. I think Super Smash Brothers shows that if you do it right and you put in. You don't just pump out the title that you put it out there and you make it a huge experience that it can be done but right. But don't you think there, there has to be a level counted with Super Smash of the, the system and the controls? The controls are... It's such an immersive thing when you think back to the Wii and the Wii U and the Switch. The controls are different and it's more of like a... It's a and, it's also, it on, um, and it's also a very... The, the, we also know 1,000% the controls on these consoles, the Nintendo consoles, are much more simple and to the point. The button combinations aren't the same as they are in Mortal right. Kombat to do like the special moves and shit. Well, then why doesn't... Then those games need to adapt, though. They, but they don't want to because their fan base that is buying it does are not the fan base that's playing Super Smash. I agree because Mortal Kombat has their demographic and Nintendo has everyone as opposed yeah. to Mortal Kombat. I you think, know what I mean? I think it can be done. I just think no one's really attempted. I think they either go, let's just rehash what we've done. People are going to buy it anyway. Or then you have the Super Smash Brother route, which is the only other example I can think of right now. Well, I mean, because it, I think if if uh, if a developer was to take that type of risk, it, it could be either the greatest thing, the, or a great crossover, or it could be a complete and total disaster. You know, so I I think that risk is too big for any didn't one developer a, to um, do. Didn't they have a Mortal Kombat versus like Superman game or something? No, it was uh, it was Mortal Kombat versus, versus Injustice. Yeah, versus they, Injustice. Yeah, they did that. DC, yeah. yeah. 
Um, but the Injustice games are really popular. They're huge, and they, they put a little story mode into them, and they're fun. Yeah, but the, the, the Marvel versus Capcom, the Marvel versus Capcom games are huge. Those they were, were huge. Those, those were those were. When's fun. the last time you saw they, one? That one came out a few years ago. Came, the, the, yeah, there was one came out like two years ago, but the last one I played that I liked was on 360, and that was That's over so, eight they, years ago. They just are gone. Yeah, they're it not, is. They're not what they used to be. And, and like and like I said, this is someone who grew up playing Virtual Fighter on Sega Saturn, and I love that fucking game. All right, but it's just we not. We need what your it hot is. take, Taylor. Um, I guess hot pockets. No, I, I <laughs> good wish. one. I'm actually kind of hungry, but um, no. <laughs> um, my hot take is um, it's uh, has to do with college football, and I have to say wholeheartedly, uh, the. We we've been screaming for a playoff system for so long because the BCS now we're getting the same bullshit. Team. We're getting this. We're getting this. And what happens in 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 last Saturday's bowl games? <laughs> they suck. How Notre did... Dame gets fucking annihilated, and Oklahoma gets fucking annihilated. Who else thought that Oklahoma? Well, I thought Oklahoma would always put up a fight. Who else thought they did that? Put up a fight. Not not really. Who who else? Who else thought Notre Dame was really going to compete with Ken. Clemson? Mike not Francesa, one fuck. Not Ken. one. Not well, one. No, no. Actually, person. Ken. Ken was hoping that would, um, they covered. I would much because now those teams go home with nothing, right? I would much rather see a, the BCS back and have both Oklahoma and Notre Dame at least compete in a bowl game where they can at least compete. You know what I mean? Clemson and Alabama have been on a collision course from day one of the college football for five season. years. <laughs> well, I'm By the way, I, I had to go back and count because I'm like, how many times have they played here? It's only the third, but it feels like it's been more. It's feel, it, it, I thought this was the fourth year in a no, row. No, no, no. This is the fourth year. This is the fourth year in a row. Oh, 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 yeah. They. Yeah. Oh, I'm, just, I'm talking in the championship, though. The championship. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Well, see, because this is because uh, Deshaun Watson beat him and then lost to him. Like uh, they played him twice. Deshaun yeah, yeah, no, no, because they beat Georgia in the championship. Yeah, right. So I mean. And then, but then you got someone like Dwayne Haskins from um, Ohio State saying, "Oh well, we're not. You know, the, the I thought it was the, the four best teams in the country. You can't have a bad loss to Purdue and expect to be in the top four in the country. The only team outside of Clemson that could compete with Alabama was Georgia, Michigan. And that's no." Yeah, how they that, do in the Peach Bowl? Oh my god! And that, and that was it. I, I do so, think Harbaugh's a goner. Still, I, I think I think um, that the college football playoff is an ex, in, entirely flawed system. If you're going to do it, make expand it to six or eight teams. Yeah, I'm make with it you. more exciting, or bring the BCS well, back I, because teams like Oklahoma and Notre Dame go home empty. I think you need to expand it. I think you need yes. to expand it because going back to the old format was just going to lead to more players sitting out the meaningless bowl games, which is happening more and more. Which is that doesn't cool. that doesn't bother me at all. I don't know why people get pissy about. It, because like, they think that these kids owe them something. Well, it, just Jake Butt just said something <laughs> about that. No, because he blew his knee out yeah. in a bowl game, and he hasn't never been the same. He hasn't been the same. And he was since. so good in college. He blew it out again. Yeah, yeah he blew it out year. three times, I think total. Mm -hmm. The all same right. knee. All right, let's wrap this motherfucker up. This was episode thirty. Do you have any stories you didn't get to? Because um, I have two. Only story I have to is a Clemson player Dexter Lawrence suspended um, uh, by the league, and he blames hair gel or an energy drink for performance enhancing drugs. Okay, two. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Uh, Miss Congo wins Miss Africa, but her hair catches on fire during the show. And man reviews scotch while wife packs up their things and leaves him. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Later. Later.